following content has been approved by four out of five professional niggas from at least two different street corner gas stations. Start the show. That is uh, that's an important uh, demographic. That's true. That's true. You, if you ain't, if you ain't got the niggas outside the drugstore, you know you don't have you don't have the culture. Yeah, I mean, if you've never been approached with, hey, big man, hey, big man, big man, let me holler at you real quick, big man, big man, then you you don't you don't you don't know about that life. You know what? True story. This happened over the weekend. Actually, I was coming. I was walking back from the liquor store, and a nigga walked up to me. And was like, hey man, hey, hey big man, let me holler at you. Hey, you you do security, huh? <laughs> and I said, I did, uh, you know, a couple times in college, you know. He was like, I mean, I got a spot on beach night. Mm. Well, after our spot, man, you know, I got you for, you know, mm. uh, I'm looking for Saturdays, you know, I, you know, $80 a night. All the Nigerian prostitution you can All the. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the weak and foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. Who man and uh, yeah, take two. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll keep it at that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, is episode one thirty three? Yep, yep. Man, how's your week, D. Randall? It was decent, man. Uh, you know, we're. I hate that every every week for me is an update in the in the world of 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 COVID. But I'm like shit, might as well talk about it while it's still here. Um, I mean, you know, you know, people outside, <laughs> and it's yeah, they are. It's uh, it's an interesting sight to behold. What, what's kind of funny to me is that like you know, Florida is is wide, yes, wide open, yes, and people are still having like anti mask rallies, like. Bro, y'all ain't gotta wear them. What it's you, almost over. Like what you, what you rallying for? It's almost over. It's a wrap, man. Like just we we will all be joining you sooner than later. That's ridiculous. I'm not joining them. Well, I mean, we're not joining them, but we all gonna be out here raw dogging it before too long. Mm, just barebacking that ax- that oxygen. <laughs> man. <laughs> man, I don't know. My week, my week was all right. You know, it was kind of slow boogie. Trying to get a trying to get a couple of things written and shit. Okay. Um, I did. Let's see. Did I, get, did I watch anything new? Let's see. Caught up on Attack on Titan. Ooh, that's not. That did not mix at all. Oh. It's sitting right at the top. Oh, it's gonna be more waiting for you at the bottom. Mm. Uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah. That. All you can say about the, that happened. That happened. Hey, you know what? I'm here for it. Like, that's some weird shit. Looking like if you if you if you because I actually went back and started rewatching the series before this fourth season came out just to mm-hmm. kind of catch up. Yeah, that's some masterful storytelling. I have to say they did it well. Yeah, because like if you go all the way back to like season one, mm-hmm. and you don't really know what the hell is going on in season one, and they start bringing it all back around in season that's four, true. I'm like, man, this is I'll give you that. Um, also caught up on My Hero Academia. Yeah. 
they're oh, they're setting my back. feelings up. I forgot that it was back. Yeah, yeah it's back, man. We we see we, yeah. two three episodes in. It set my feelings up for some shit. That's all I'll say. You've been watching that Invincible, though? What is it? Invincible on Invin- Prime Video. Oh, I did watch Invincible. Yeah. Shout out to Black Samson. Oh, yeah. The God. Now, let me tell you something. Nigga ain't got no powers and will still, <laughs> still whoop your ass. That man threw off the armor like... He, not even that. <laughs> See, that, now that was G shit. Not even that. Just the way he talked to Rex Splode. Yeah. Is which is the way everybody needs to talk to Rex Blow. <laughs> He's that man. That man called him. That man tried to call him dad. He looked at him. I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that, so I don't have to beat your ass until you and, until all you want to call me is daddy. Yeah, that's some G shit. That's, that's some shit my daddy would say. That's an old man strength. That is. <laughs> when he shakes your hand and you just sit there like, oh man. <laughs> oh man. Um, also watched The Nevers. How is it? So I have no idea what it's about. It's it's steam it's almost steampunk heroes. Okay. Um not bad. It's I have noticed that it is it has not gotten a lot of a lot of burn on the blogs. Mm-hmm. Um just off of the strength that it's Joss Whedon. I see. But yeah. see, Josh Whedon, he quit it. He he walked away from it. Yeah. He walked. I I suspect. I'm suspecting that he walked away from a lot of shit because the only thing you really read about it on paper is that he needed to take a break or something like that. Mm. It sounded like he had to get away from all the bad press. He yeah. Was getting. I, I and I I think I saw a review of the show where it, it basically said Josh Whedon pulled out all his Josh Whedon tricks on the show. He pulled out all his Joss Whedon tricks and added some lost tricks to it. Mm, mm. Or not lost, but maybe like, you know, that mystery box shit they yeah. do now. Where yeah. they make, they just, they just, they just set up shit for the blogs to talk about. Yeah. It's obvious shit, but I don't think, I don't think it's going to attract what they're, what they're trying to attract. I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a bunch of WandaVision groups <laughs> converted over to this. Gotcha. Having said that, it's all right. I'm uh, I'm gonna fuck with it a little more. Alright. Um let's see, I already said episode one thirty three. Uh shout out to my new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? Man, um, I apologize, I guess. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said something over the last hundred and thirty two episodes <laughs> that have deeply offended some of you. Shout out to the new listeners, shout out to the old listeners, shout out to the day one listeners, shout out to the handful of you that have that have seriously binged this shit from episode one. Ooh, y'all are pros. Y'all are some amazing motherfuckers, boy, I tell you. I hope y'all are drinking with us, because you need it to. Real talk. Real talk. Y'all gotta have a steady supply. <laughs> um, This week's flowers, I, I understand you had some... Actually, yeah, this one. This one's a little bit different. Um, This this weekend was a weekend that, that kind of put me in a certain place. Um, and it, it, it has to do with, with black women. Okay, okay. We um, love that. This week, flowers go to black women in kick-ass roles. Let's go. So within a 24-hour period this weekend, between Friday and Saturday, um, I watched two selections of television programming um, that uplifted my spirits because it, it displayed women, black women in particular, in kick-ass roles. Bust it. So one thing that we know about, about Hollywood entertainment altogether is that Traditionally, action roles have been relegated to 
well, white males. And within the last, let's say, decade or so, outside of a Sigourney Weaver um, and a couple of other people, we, we've seen this resurgence or the surgence of women in general in these kick-ass roles, from the Mila Joviches to the Charlize Theronses. Indeed, indeed. Um, you know, and I would have said Gina Carano. Oh, no, no, no. We'll leave that one out for now. Nope. Um, but but you know we start seeing women in these in these kick ass roles. Um, you know Serena Williams, <laughs> just being herself, just being herself. Um, but now we're starting to see black women inhabit these roles. I mean, in a world where David Carradine is believed to be a kung fu master, and Steven Seagal is believed to have any type of martial art, he just David Carradine towards the end of his life just started owning that shit. Yeah, like all of a sudden. I don't know. He was just Bill everywhere he went. Yeah, your hands were not cold, bro. I I don't I don't know who gassed you up like that. I mean, you know, as much as I love Kill Bill, that was some weird shit. All of a sudden, in everything, every time he showed up in a guest appearance or some shit, yeah. he was just Bill, like a kung fu legend. Like you know, well, well, and he ain't don't you know Lawrence Fishburne. Once he did the Matrix, yeah, he was Morpheus forever. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Hey, that was probably his biggest check. So I, I'm not mad at him. <laughs> everywhere he went. Yeah, I remember. I'll never forget when Angela when Angela Bassett won that Lady of Soul like Lifetime Achievement Award, uh-huh. and all of a sudden they have him via satellite sitting in some big ass chair like in the Matrix. Yeah, Angela, congratulations <laughs> on your Soul Train Award. And I was like. He knows where the Warner Brothers check came from. <laughs> Blackish ain't paying him like that. This is true. Just true. You ain't lying. Yo, King of Bears ain't cutting the Warner Brothers checks. No, he is not. Yeah. So, the two pieces of programming that I watched this weekend. The first one was the most recent episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Um, A.K.A. White Boy Summer is not off to a good start. A.K.A. Sit your ass down, Jack Harlow. <laughs> this was, um, you know, the the scene that I kept rewinding was the scene with uh, the Dora Milaje. Yes. Uh, the lady, the lady warriors from Wakanda, for you laymen out there. And your boy, your boy, Captain Jack, or <laughs> Lieutenant America. Lieutenant America. <laughs> um... You know, the, the the thing about this scene, and, and you know, basically he got his ass handed to him by the door of Melange. Waxed. This, the, the thing that's most notable, one of the things that's most noticeable, notable words about this scene for me was it starts off with a warning from a black man. Now, you know niggas like to get into shit. Yes, they do. When a black man tells you not to fuck with something, you need to take him serious. You need to listen. Take him serious. Because niggas like getting in the shit. When they don't want to get in the shit, you know it's some shit. So Anthony Mackie's character, Sam Wilson, was like, hey, man, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you really don't want to tangle with the door of Milaje because, you, know, uh, you know, John Walker. Is his name John Walker, right? Yeah. Yeah, John yeah. Walker, because I keep wanting to call him Wyatt Russell. That's his real name, Kurt Russell's son. Private um, first class America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ROTC <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> um, you know he, he tried to tell these two black women like where they could and could not go and they were like the door of Malaje have jurisdiction wherever the fuck we set foot go the fuck we want to go I'm a grown ass woman right. that's what the fuck they said I got a shaved head fool 
And, you know, Sam Wilson was like, uh, yeah, man, you, you might you might just want to back up off this one, man. When a just, nigga tell you, hey, bro, yeah. chill out, bro. And then John, then John Walker did the one thing that you should never do. Touched her on the shoulder. Touched her on the shoulder. Do not touch a black woman. And the beating commenced. Commenced. Handily. We don't even have to talk about his little partner, <laughs> Lamar Hoskins, which is probably which is which should probably go up in the power rankings yeah. of the blackest names of all time. Mm. Number well, one is Draymond Green. Right? <laughs> Draymond two is Green, Lamar Hoskins, Lamar Hoskins, <laughs> followed probably by Barack Obama. Damn. Yeah, he uh, busted his ass. They just they just slapped him around a couple times. Like, why? See, bro. Don't 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 get caught up with this white boy. And Bucky's so fucking petty. Looking strong, John. <laughs> strong, John. Hey, look, they, they freed Bucky from mental slavery. You know what I'm saying? So Bucky was like, hey, the black woman is God. But then, but then, when Bucky tried to intervene he on tried. behalf of him, she hit him with the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, D.A. start. <laughs> and konami his arm straight off. <laughs> and all he could sit there. It was watch. Not the Konami. Just like hit him, hey, hit him with that Contra code, thirty lives, fool. Oh man, damn! And they like, did you know they could do that? And he was like, damn. <laughs> nah. nah, see, black women don't show it. you everything they know, man. Exactly. They, they always got to keep one thing on you. Black women keep something in the tuck. They keep something. They in keep the tuck. something in the tuck, <laughs> and they ask you multiple times when yeah. they try to give you chances. Yeah. To figure out if you're lying. Yeah. So if they ask you, and, and then if they go, okay, all right, okay, and she just very calmly just Watch hit him with shit. the beep, 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 beep. Show did watch this shit fall to, and he just stood there like, yeah, you got me. That was embarrassing. What the the most embarrassing part was that they were really gonna walk off with that man's shield. That's their shield. They're like, oh, this is my shit, and they said, <laughs> leave it. Placed it nicely and neatly in his lap, and then literally stepped. Over him, Iverson, like, that boy, Iverson, the fuck out of him. <laughs> Shout out to Tyrone Lou. <laughs> White boy, summer was over. Uh, sit your ass down, Jack Harlow. Sit your ass <laughs> down, Chet Hanks. Yeah. yeah. No, sir. Yeah, I, I, uh, I ran that scene back about ten times before I finished the episode. It was glory. It they, was glory. They whooped his ass. It was glory. There was God in the ordinary there. <laughs> the the second piece of programming that I watched this weekend was uh, WrestleMania 37. Now, I have been a lifelong follower of wrestling, going all the way back to Mid-South Wrestling, you know, Universal Wrestling Federation, WCCW before it's WCW. Damn. WWE. So, I, you know, I, I go back. I know my, you know, I know my stuff, man. Back before Sting turned into, like, the crow. I remember, yeah, I remember Blade Runner Sting. Yeah. It was Rock and Sting, the Blade Runners. <laughs> And his tag team partner was the guy who became the ultimate warrior. Yeah. I know that. I put y'all on game. Damn. But he, um, wrestling has long been a, a good old boy um, situation. It's been a country club. It's true. Um, it's it's kind of wild with as long as it's been around, like the first black heavyweight champion was Ron Simmons. And this was like okay. in the 80s. Um, I'm just giving y'all a little history lesson. Not that y'all care, uh, but but women have often been relegated to just like model esque roles, and were never really taken seriously in the ring. As a matter of fact, up until 
maybe I don't know seven or eight years ago, female wrestlers in the WWE were still called divas. Yeah. And yeah. Lita. Yep. Um, shit, China. China. Yep. Even China though, had hands. She was. Well, she was. She was squall. She was squall. You know what I'm saying? There, there was a few. Uh, Trish Stratus. Yep. Uh, Deborah. Yeah, I, I, that was that was my shit. I grew up on. Yeah, they were. You know, they were known as divas, but over the years they have begun to excel uh, in the ring, put on excellent displays of athleticism, and say what y'all want about wrestling. Yes, it's scripted, but the athleticism is real. One hundred percent. The 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 pain is real too. That's right. I mean, just imagine doing stunts for. You know, a fucking hour. Like it's. I was gonna say that's what happened to uh, Owen Hart when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, Owen Hart. Yeah, his uh, the cable that we hooked to broke and he fell and snapped his neck. Yeah, man. Not a fun day. But recently, within the last five or so years, there's been a resurgence um, of women in wrestling taking top spots and doing some of the things that the guys can't do, led by. Um, such wrestlers as Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, even Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks. So this weekend, on the first night of WrestleMania, the headlining event, and this was the first time in history that two black women headlined a WrestleMania event, uh, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair met for the Women's Championship. Two black women. Two black women. Um, and they and WWE made sure to tell the people like this is the first time in history two black women have headlined a WrestleMania, and they wanted you to know what time it was. And they did the damn thing. And for those of you who may not know Bianca Belair, like she previously was like a she was in the CrossFit, uh, came into the WWE Performance Center, mm-hmm. and they had their own combine like the NFL right. combine. She ran circles around everybody there, male or female. Damn. Like crazy athletic. And you saw a lot of that in this match. I was showing Oz clips of this before we recorded. And this I mean, this woman did like three flips in the air. Yeah, she with a you suplex. Know, imagine military pressing another person over your head and walking upstairs. Ooh. That, that, that's some that's some wild shit that you just don't see. And it was a lot of people consider that to be the best match of the evening. But it it's again, for me. If you if you circle it all back around, it's it's good now that we start seeing black women. It's true in these kick ass roles, because you know, like I, I would love to see like the black woman version of the Expendables. Man, you know, we got that squad. Shit, get get Sasha Banks in there. Yep. Get um shit. Get Taraji in there. Mm. Get Denai Guerrero in there. Yep. What, get, now, what's the woman's name that plays Io in the Florence Kasumba? Florence, get her, let her lead the pack. You know what I'm saying? Regina King got to be Ooh. in there. Arms. Oh man, we got it, it's a, it, it, if I if I could think, Angela Bassett got to yeah. be one of the oh. top one of the, the old head to top the old dogs. Heads. Her and Viola Davis still be whooping ass. You know? Oh man, Tina Turner's some, legs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that'd be some squad. I, I, I would love to see a black woman version of uh, would we let Letitia right there? We'd have to have a talk. Okay, so we she just, had to have a talk. We had to we had to look at our social media a little closer. Just repost what we what we post. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of chill with that shit. Just retweet everybody else's yeah. shit. Don't <laughs> mess don't mess up the bag. Don't start don't start don't start thinking independently now. Goddamn. <laughs> 
trying to fuck you. She, she really almost fucked herself out of Black Panther yeah. too. Hey, y'all, don't be trying to sneak Zoe Kravitz in there either, y'all. She ain't ready for it. She ain't ready really? for that action. She ain't ready for the action. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She ain't ready for the action. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Well, you, well, she she gonna be Catwoman. Okay. She will be Catwoman. We'll see. Yeah. We we'll got. See. Okay. We have to review the footage. Yeah. We'll see. We got to We got to see the tapes. Okay. <laughs> no. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know. But I, black women, the, just to see that black women is out here, especially in wrestling, like black people been taking over because before mm-hmm. that didn't let's see. Bobby Lashley, didn't he just win the belt? He just won the belt after 16, 17 years of, of trying. They finally put it on the boy. Bobby Lashley won. And before him, Kofi Kingston won the belt. Kofi Kingston won year last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah. The year before last, sorry. But yeah, yeah, we coming through. Yeah, nice we like, coming it, through. Like the black men have been they've been, you know, they've been putting it on. They've been they've been putting it down for the gods. But um to see black women put in a place where they're equal to or even surpassing the pull that that men have in similar roles. Like I said, to to watch them to watch the Dora Milaje him up the new Captain America with the you know with the chin Bust the, his the old guy from us. Boy was like they're not even super, super soldiers. soldiers. He I, was so depressed. <laughs> he was hurt. Well, I'll tell you, he was hurt. Uh, hey. They would have whooped that ass in real life too. Hey, remember a few weeks ago Oz openly admitted that you know, he got his ass handed to him by first ass woman I ever caught was by a woman. So y'all need to know, it's real out here. It is no bullshit. I mean, granted, it was in sixth grade, and I don't, and I don't feel like they will go the same today. <laughs> it's too late now. All right, right. She got you. It'll say it happened. Ain't no it, run backs. It, 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 that's on. That's on my file. There's no rematch clause. That's on my file. I just I own it. <laughs> I own it. So yeah, uh, my flowers go to black women kick-ass rolls hashtag the black woman is god i'll mm. roll with that mm. um this week's humans ain't shit it, it i hate to be so some weeks i'm just i hate to be so disappointed with my own people mm. but y'all really be on social media just saying what what the fuck ever sounds good in that moment it started with a joke that uh let's see what's the comedian not Roy Wood, Ron Funches. That mm. Ron, Ron Funches, he gets on there and shows out a little bit. He's occasionally funny. He's he kind of funny mouthed. A little bit. He was um, <laughs> he was uh John David Washington's homeboy on Ballers. Yeah, yeah. And um, so he he makes this joke that like when when people start admitting that Outcast is better than the Beatles, huh? you know, life will be better. Which, what? on its own, is funny. Which, on its own, by itself, is it, just one of those jokes that you make offhand that you don't have to unpack at all. Is funny. I would probably just keep scrolling if I saw And that. just keep it pushing. And someone, probably the whites, got a little offended. Because white people, to white people, the Beatles mean a lot. That was, a, that, was, that was a lot of cultural impact there, yes. generationally speaking. Okay, fine. Black people had to take it too fucking far. Black people <laughs> went into a whole... Black people jumped on Twitter and went into a whole deep dive analysis of why Outkast is better than the Beatles. And went to this whole... And one, one of the tweets summed it up that I remember that said... 
Outkast could easily remake Come Together. The Beatles could never make So Fresh and So Clean. That is stupid. That's, That's some a, dumb shit. That's a stupid analysis to make. That's a and it's a it's a stupid basis. I could almost call that a bad faith argument. That's stupid. First of all, that's two different time periods with two di- completely different cultural impacts. Right. And two completely different eras in music. Like, you didn't even take people from the same time period. How could the... the- the, not not only did the terms so fresh and so clean not even exist during right. the Beatles days, but the underlying concepts behind those didn't really exist. At all. At all. Like, just... The Beatles didn't know shit about the Dirty South to remake shit one way or the other. And, and Outkast, of course they could remake Come Together. We could get... I could imagine Andre 3000 uh, doing the Love Below 2 and putting that shit on there. I could imagine It that. wouldn't sound good, but... No. But, I mean, it goes both ways. Like, if they could have made Come Together, they would have made Come Together. Now, they made Liberation, which is dope. They did, which is good. But, uh, but it's, it's a dumb argument. But, of course, they could make Come Together because they're in the modern times and they have hindsight. Right. <laughs> which the Beatles do not have. It's just... Because most of them are dead. It, that's why... What they call it in Clueless... That whole argument and that whole basis behind the argument, even that's called a full-on Monet. From far away, it looks cute. Up close, it's a fucking mess. Yeah. And my problem with this is it's just one example of how we give the woke people the microphone and they use it for bullshit. And they use it to get on black Twitter and drag people and make useless fucking arguments that don't move that don't move the needle for shit. This is one of those times black when 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 self-appointed woke people mm-hmm. feel as though they have the microphone now, they feel like they have a little bit of power. Yep. And they want to go out and party with it and use it on bullshit. They just want to hear themselves talk. Really. Just hear themselves talk cuz it sounds good. Makes me so fucking mad. Like, and there are other bad faith arguments that they make, but it's one of those things where y'all just y'all just pick that fight. Y'all pick that fight. Yeah. Y'all dug in the vault. This is like this is like how y'all go back and want to pick on Eminem now, even though ninety percent of you motherfuckers were jamming that in high school and college. Hmm. And you want to pick on him, and you want to and you want to pick fights with Eminem now that he's not. As culturally relevant as he was back then, so it's harmless. So there's not going to be any real pushback. Which, oh, on a side note, is chicken shit. <laughs> you just you just puffing your chest out for shit that you didn't have the energy for back in the day. When you were when 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 you were jamming that shit and downloading it, grow the fuck up. And. I just there are other there are other things we could be using the microphone for. I just saw where the 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 LAPD. Um, I think that I, the judge um, the judge made them release some body cam footage. Uh, did you send me this? Where they, they the body cam footage of where they arrested a dude who was just taking out the fucking trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally just taking out. Not only that. As they pulled up, 
one of the cops could be heard saying, I'm not sure if that's him. And he said, who are you looking for? Uh, just put, just, just get out. I don't know who I'm looking for yet. Not only that, the neighbor who called it in came outside and said, that's not him. It's a white guy. Three blocks away, by the way. Right. So the person that actually made the call came out and said, that's not who I called the cops on. Y'all can't use all that microphone for that? That's not something that deserves our time? As a matter of fact, story that got zero burn. I was gonna I was gonna wait for the news for the news section for this. But story that got zero burn on the blogs. Mm-hmm. Former LA Laker Darius Morris beat the unholy got caught on camera. Mm. Beating the unholy hell out of his girlfriend. Beating the unholy hell out of his girlfriend. Camera footage catches her screaming bloody murder on the yeah. ground. You could hear her being hit. You could hear the slap. And you, him saying, you're not going to bite me this time. You're not going to bite me this time. Indicating that there were several other times. And... There's a million. There's a million things I can. I can. There's a million issues within that issue that I can think to bring up. From just from that, and y'all can't use the fucking mic. It's got no burn whatsoever on any of the blogs. I didn't see it on Deadspin. I didn't see it on Undefeated. Nowhere. Also, nobody knows who Darius Morris is. I mean, sure. A big part of it. Fair enough. But yeah, it's. I mean, why talk about that when you can talk about why Outcast didn't make Abbey Road, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, just, y'all ridiculous. And this is why I push back so hard about the term gatekeeping blackness. Because the gatekeepers ain't doing shit with it. Ain't doing shit with it but selling $90 t-shirts that say melanin. Y'all ain't doing nothing responsible with this. And that's why I push back on woke. And woke woke doesn't mean shit anymore. Y'all have ruined that. Woke woke is just the cool kids table. Where everybody where you get to sit and wear black on Wednesdays and everybody just gets to say all the cool buzzword shit. And if you don't know the buzzwords, you can't sit here and you have to sit with the regular black kids that watch that watch anime and mm. you know play the fucking guitar i just y'all are ridiculous you just described my niece damn <laughs> i was re- I, 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 that wasn't a diss i was a regular nigga well i mean school. the anime and guitar part yeah yeah i mean it shit you know, take it. y'all so y'all 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 want all this microphone y'all want all this airtime and y'all do nothing with it because y'all are ridiculous i i y'all make me sick sometimes sometimes uh, <laughs> a lot of time. Uh, song of the week. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and you know what? And one last thing. As much as y'all always want to lionize Outcast and some shit, Outcast ain't worried about y'all at all. They're not even worried about themselves. <laughs> Outcast <laughs> wants y'all to chill the fuck out, especially Andre. Andre ain't thinking about y'all. He in, he in Brooklyn playing the flute. <laughs> he in Brooklyn playing the flute and some overalls. Looking like the looking like he work at the Matterhorn. Damn. Get the fuck out of here. He ain't worried about y'all. Shut the fuck up. Uh yeah, song of the week. Um I was gonna dig in the mailbag for some shit, but y'all know I love when the, when 
new shit drops. Nuba G. Jordan. Hmm. Been waiting on him. Uh, I got to tell you, Drake and OVO and them, they, man, they can pick him. He's got an ear. They, they, he can pick him. He's got a good good circle of people around him that uh, quote unquote influence him to make his particular brand of music. One hundred percent. Or he takes ideas from them. Either way. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> um, Majid, so new Majid Jordan. Uh, it's just a it's just a little Lucy that 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 drop. Um, I'm not sure about the project attached to it, but if there's a project attached to this, and this is the rollout. Probably after Certified Lover Boy. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 ready for whatever he's. If this is part of an album, an EP, whatever, I'm ready. Um, this is Waves of Blue, um, by Majid Jordan. Pour yourself something, get comfortable. We're gonna have a great show. Yes, yes. And we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
That was Waves of Blue by Majid Jordan. Yeah, yeah. Nice little dance, nice little up-tempo dance joint. I feel that, man. Um, got, got two-stepping while I'm folding clothes. Got know? the little two-step, got the little 80s synth pop thing going. Let me tell you something. If that, if if that is indicative of what is to come from Majid Jordan, the weekend got to watch his neck. Yep. Party got to watch his neck. Mm. Um, what was that? Was that party that dropped something recently? Yeah, yeah party dropped something recently. Yeah. Watch his neck. Hell, label mate, division better watch their neck. Mm-hmm. Cause that was some fire. I'm with that. Um, by the way, if you are a Spotify or Apple listener, um, definitely partake in. Uh, if you like any of the music you hear, which um, I'm getting the impression that a lot of you do. Yep. Um, didn't we, weren't we, weren't we here when somebody hit you up and was like, where's yeah. the, yeah, I need to, I'm, I'm driving right now and I need to, uh, I need the link to that playlist. Hey, yeah, I, I, I served it right up. You know? That's what I'm talking about. Um, definitely partake in our future, our featured music playlist. You can mm-hmm. just go to your search engine on either Spotify or Apple and, um, you can just punch in opinions while black featured music and that playlist is going to come up for you. Uh, has songs of the week from pretty much from day one. Uh, we got great shit on there from SZA, yep. Lucky Day, um, the Majid Jordan joint you just heard. Um, a lot of a couple of deep cuts. Got some Radiohead on there. Yep. Uh, Summer Walker, Ari Lennox. Uh, no Drake though. We had we, no. We got Drake. Oh we we, got, yeah, we, Drake is on the playlist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say maybe not on Spotify. <laughs> Uh, not on the play, not on the, the podcast list. Definitely on the playlist. Yeah. They can't stop us doing that. Yeah. Um. So definitely partake in that. If you have any suggestions, you can always hit me up at um opinionswhileblack at gmail dot com, and we'll mm-hmm. try to get that on for you. Yep. Yep. Um. A little bit of sad news. Uh. Well, a lot of bit of sad news for real. Uh. In addition, one that did not make the rounds. Quentin Tarver. Um, formerly of, I want to say, immature fame. Uh, he was the he was the replacement guy the second time around. Was he like an IMX? No, that, no, they they were they they switched out guys before they became IMX. Okay, like that was the grown man version. Gotcha. Um, uh, they got, uh, he was in uh, Romeo and Juliet, the the batshit crazy Baz Luhrmann version, singing when doves cry. Um, he died, uh, this didn't, and this was another one that didn't get a lot of burn. Uh, I guess we're entering that, that period. Some things get the, get, get burned and some things don't. There's not enough scandal around you when shit happens. Well, that's true. Uh, I want to say he was 30, let's see, if I'm 37, that means he was 39, I guess. Yeah. Uh, damn, man. Uh, in a car accident, by the way. Um... I don't want to make this the focus of, you know, his whole, his whole career or whatnot, but, um, he was definitely a part of that whole little issue, that whole little scandal when Raz B, mm-hmm. uh, started naming names in the Chris Stokes thing. 
he was definitely a victim. And, you know, not to not to make this all about that, but I only say that to say that I hope he made it to a point in his life where he found peace, where he found peace of mind. And, um, you know, I just I, I I hope that he I hope that he if he went, he went without, you know, blame it without any self blame, without anything, without any baggage from that. Yeah. You know, I that's a, when when these things happen these days. So much fucked up shit's going on in the world, and I just, I just pray that people find peace of mind, because you never know, you never know when today is gonna be the day. That's true. Um. So I just I pray for him. I pray for I I pray his family find some solace. Um. And uh, I'm just gonna. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. So. Also. The untimely passing of Earl Simmons, the goat, the god, Dark Man X. Uh-huh. Um, it's a sad day when DMX go, man. Fifty years old, bro. That's tough, man. Fifty years old. That is so fucking young for a dude like that. And it, every now and then you get one that hurts. This one hurt. The thing about him is. He was he was that that rare person that seemed like a good soul anytime you saw him. Like I, I don't I don't recall unless I'm just completely oblivious to it, I don't recall seeing any type of personal accounts of him being a bad a bad person. He he right. he always seemed like a very giving person. Most people's stories about him even prior to his death and, and everything surrounding it were largely positive and they, they described him as a very giving person, a very very compassionate person as well, even if he did scream in your face. He had a and you know, of course, you know, niggas ain't perfect. He had a few law issues or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, there was the argument that, you know, sure he he fought a he fought addiction a lot. Right. But there's there's a difference between a troubled soul and a bad person. Every person that's a that's maybe troubled, that has demons on their back, isn't necessarily a bad person. True. And I think we don't. I don't. I think we throw the baby with the baby out with the bathwater a lot these days in this polarized era, and we don't make those distinctions often enough. Right. Um. So yeah, he had a lot of shit that he he had a lot of shit that he probably went through. I mean, I I remember the whole fix my life era where he was trying to make amends with some of his kids. Yeah, um, and that maybe that didn't go well. I think maybe you know when you go through shit, I feel like that's one of those things where, when it's not going the way you want in your personal life, you take that love and you put that out there, and yeah. you refocus that. And you have when you have a lot of love to give like that, you got to give it out somewhere. Got to give it out somewhere. I always think of that. I always think of that episode of uh, that special episode of Euphoria. With mm-hmm. with with Coleman Domingo, yeah, and he, you know, he he had all this love, he had all this love and positivity to give Zendaya, and they had that little interlude where he goes outside and he's trying to make that work with his own kids, yep. And you see the trouble he has there, but he's so good with Zendaya, yeah. That's kind of how I think of shit like that. Yeah, you and I were talking a bit before the recording, and and you mentioned another thing about him is that. He was not afraid to show his vulnerability. 
vulnerability was a huge thing with, with him. And I yeah. think that was one of those moments in that generation, in that era of rap, where vulnerability, vulnerability was necessary. And um, we don't get a lot of that. It, it was one of those. It was one of those perfect mixtures where you can see that you can be vulnerable and be a real nigga too. Right. You know, we don't make another distinction. We don't make is vulnerability versus real niggas. Just because I'm vulnerable in this mode, this nigga's crying. On, this nigga will cry on stage during the prayer. Right. But. I still, I still made suffered no delusions that this was also a nigga that will whoop your ass. Where my dog at? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I definitely remember a lot of, um, and and you know, I think one of the best things about X is that when you look at the sum total of his life and all the all the stories that people tell about meeting him. I always talk about how Bill Murray has this weird, like, walking, living urban legend thing around him Mm -hmm. where he just gets into wacky shit or he perpetuates wacky shit wherever he goes. Yeah. That's X. Yeah. I I read a story about where he was in Buffalo somewhere at a Waffle House and he asked if he could go behind, if he could go behind the counter in the kitchen and make omelets. Yeah. And sure enough, there are pictures and video of him hanging out with the Waffle House people with a big ear-to-ear grin on his face making fucking omelets. You like your eggs, honey side up! Uh-huh. But, also, I gotta tell you, Waffle House just must be one of those, you know the, you know those points in, 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 in sci-fi and fantasy where you just convince some town is just the center of weird in the universe? That's Atlanta. Also, uh. yes. <laughs> also, yes. But Waffle House, wherever you go, Waffle House is like this lightning rod of weirdness. It, there's always some off-the-wall shit. At and it's never during like like normal daylight hours. No. The weirds, I'm t- the freaks come out at night. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Waffle House used to be the, when you know we were really broke, used to be the quote-unquote after-hour spot. Only place open at 3 a.m. And I'm telling you. In, especially in Houston. They're in Chacho's. Yeah, the, the tooth-to-mouth ratio. <laughs> very low. <laughs> Waffle House at 3 a.m. I'm telling you, it wasn't a lot of places. If you if you saw an episode of, like, Real Stories of the Highway Patrol. Yeah. Or, like, an episode of Cheaters. The shit probably popped <laughs> off at Chacho's, Ruchi's, Ooh. or Waffle House. Yes, sir. Boy, I tell you. R.I.P. Ruchies. Um, I saw, call, I saw a video. Rochies. <laughs> oh, shit. They, um, they had that secret ingredient. <laughs> That's not nice. Hey, they're not around anymore, so I can say that. Oh, shit. It was true. Um, I, I, do, I definitely remember um, there was a story somebody told about X where... Uh, he was randomly at some Albanian wedding. Yeah. You see that footage? Yeah. Where it's just him just in the sagging pants and the regular Rough Rider shit. Just do it in the circle, doing a little hopa. Just dancing in the circle, man. Hey. They go hard, too. I shot an Albanian uh, celebration one time. That shit went off. Oh, they lit like that? They lit like that. Oh, shit. 
Like, is that the one? Do they break plates and shit? No, that's Greek. Okay, that's Greek. All yeah. right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that just just knowing that he was just out there would just be in these random moments like that. Um, that's somebody with a love for life, a taste for life. Um, I say, uh, DMX, DMX got me through high school because I gotta tell mm. you the first time I remember the first time I ever heard "Dark and Hell Is Hot." My cousin Donnie, uh, I I always refer to him as the cool cousin because, um, you know, we, I was I was just becoming a teenager, and as a young teenage boy, all you knew about your older cousin was that he got all the pussy. Oh wow! Sometimes to his detriment, <laughs> you don't realize that until you get to be a grown man. Sometimes to his detriment, and I feel like I've underperformed because my younger cousins just knew me as the guy who wore Jordans. No. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah. no, there's the Jordan guy. There's the Jordan guy. Okay. There's there's that one in the group too. Okay. Um, the Jordan connoisseur, and um, so he took. So he one day he took me to go see Blade. That's how far back this yeah. goes. Took me to see Blade in the theaters, which was a huge black nerd moment for me. And after and after we left, um, he he had to stop by this 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 chick's house. And you know, you know, go ahead and you know, you know, set something up for later. Mm. I guess he was like, "Man, go ahead and stay in the car. Uh, here's a little, here's a little remote to the CD player. Listen to whatever you want." He had he oh he thought he was hot shit because he had the CD player where you got to go in the back in the trunk Ooh. and put and load up all the CDs that and fancy shit. Fancy ten disc changer. <laughs> this shit lasts a month. That's what I'm saying. That shit always broke off. And uh, it was the first time I ever heard Dark and Hell is Hot. And it was the first time I ever heard How's It Going Down. Yeah. Which is probably my favorite DMX song. Um, I got to tell you, that as far as love, that was a perfect, but not over the top, Rough Riders love ballad. <laughs> because verse two is one of the craziest shit you can get off. In a rap love song. Yes. Uh, what'd he say? Um, thought he heard you say my name while y'all was sexing. Ran up on this cat he thought was me and started flexing. And yo, I ain't even with that. He gonna have to get that. That's on GP. Tried to creep me? Leave that nigga sleepy. Hmm. That whole moment right there. Bars. <laughs> is, the, is the hardest shit I have ever heard in a fucking love song. On the strength of you, and that's your kid's daddy. I ain't gonna send him on his way, put him off in that big caddy, but let him know. I'm not gonna murder this nigga in broad daylight like I want to. Cause you got a co-parent. I mean you And you know. still gotta get that child support check out of him. Yeah. Cause I ain't gonna get it. But talk to that nigga. <laughs> that is yeah. the hardest shit. That's pretty hard. And it's it's hard, but it's By the way, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Bitch. And it's it's, it's hard, again, but it's vulnerable. Yeah. I think one of my, I have a a couple of my favorite songs, like What's My Name. Uh, That that one's hard. I still like Get At Me, Dog. That that still gets me, you know, to a a certain place. Yeah. his verse on four three two one. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Shit, straight yeah. out the dark. Yeah, out. Yeah, out. 
You know what I'm saying? Me. That so was gonna lay it down. Yeah, uh, a lot of people like slipping. I, I thought slipping was a good song. Slipping was good. You know, it's, it's very you know a good autobiographical song. I have heard that. I have heard that song a lot this week. Yeah, I, I have not. I've been, uh, I've been trying. A lot of people have been playing that shit. Yeah, you know, he was good, man. He had a, he had a nice three album run in a two year span. That yes, it really hasn't been duplicated since. He was he was like a rock star. He was did, the biggest thing on Def Jam for a second. Didn't he drop like two albums in the same year? Yeah, two of those three albums were in the same year. That nigga was and they a all worker. Multi platinum. Yep, that nigga was a worker, man. And he like, and he it, his energy was in everything he did. I I I've never forgotten when they had that when they had that moment where he they said he he had an asthma attack. That's crazy. And, and they put him on the stretcher, and he he I'm, he was literally breathing out of an oxygen tank, and he he pulled that shit off and just ran right back on stage like it was nothing. And you know, so it, so uh, I'm I'm really happy that people are remembering the good things. Yeah, that people are embracing the good things and and kind of. I hope this is a turning point in the way we stigmatize addiction. Um, I hope. Um, you know, there's been a little bit of you know, and not that he died. And now I'm hearing that it wasn't even an overdose. Because he tested uh, positive for COVID. Interesting. Um, and, you know, there are people talking like, you know, Russell Simmons, wherever the fuck he is, whatever hole he's hiding. Hiding in, from them charges. <laughs> uh, sitting in doing yoga poses, talking about uh, we weren't there for we weren't there for X when we should have been. Um, Since you were too busy trying to smash um, underage women. Because you were out there fucking little girls. I bet you weren't. Um, you know, I wish he would have that much remorse and that much. I, that's another story, though. And then you got Funk Flex out here, uh, talking about you niggas. You niggas weren't there. I'm talking about you niggas. You you niggas weren't there when you needed it. Let me tell you something. Yeah, old Millie Mouth head ass. Up. Man, let me tell you. Let me let me explain something that you might not realize. Addiction does not work that way. It does not. Um, you can be there for someone all day. And again, I don't want to spend too much time on that because I don't want to make it to focus. But you can, but you can spend all day being there for someone. Yeah, you can spend all day lending your support, and you should, because again, we got to get away from this stigma where addicts and addiction is something we have to brush over to the side. Um, and you can be there for them all day. But that's a door they have to walk through. Yeah. They have to want that. And DMX fought with that shit from fucking, like, at least since he was like 17 or 18 years old. Yeah, as, as long as we've known him. That's, he's not he's easy, that's not an easy thing to get off your back yeah. at all. I've had family members who've had that demon on their back and have had an outpouring of help from the family. And, and unfortunately, that shit kicks your ass. And... and it, it's really up to them to take that step forward to really put forth an effort to get, you know, to get healed up. But it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think that is why, because we don't know who was in his corner and we don't know how willing he was to accept through those hard times. Yeah. I think people are, 
especially I and it, it sucks that we're going through these tough times and in 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 times of strife people's nobler selves come out but I'm glad that people are focusing on the quality of man he was. I really um, am disappointed though. Um we all let him down. He asked us one simple question and we never answered it for him. Which which was that? What y'all really want? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he did that. That hurts. God came for your ass for that one. That was, that was what that was just now. God came for you for that one. <laughs> I mean, you can't ask what we really want because we don't know. We don't know. He asked y'all for a long ass time. Humans, the humans <laughs> shit today will tell will tell you right away that niggas don't know what the fuck they want. They really don't. They, they don't. Know, they know what they don't want. Because that's all they talk about. That's all the fuck they talk about. Um, so, all in all, man, um, rest in paradise, uh, Earl Simmons. Your fight is over. Um, we got it from here, bro. Thank you for the memories. Thank you for the music. Thank you for uh, showing. Uh, thank you for showing niggas what what it is to be vulnerable, um, and and still walk with a big stick. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you for everything. Bro. <laughs> I will say before we go on to the next thing, one funny thing that came of this is Cameron and Derek Jackson beef. Yes. <laughs> Derek Jackson posted a picture of X <laughs> just like everybody else did. And Cam came for this nigga. It was like, nigga, shut the fuck up. I knew X personally, and he wouldn't fuck with you. He wouldn't fuck with you with a 10-foot pole. Team Killer Cam. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh man, I never thought in my life I would hear Cameron and Derek Jackson be <laughs> Dipset in London top five all time YouTube videos. <laughs> God damn. Google it. Oh man. Um let's see what else is going on here. Uh no, I don't want to do that one right now. Paul Pierce got fired. <laughs> Right after we reported on this shit, yeah, Paul Pierce got fucking fired. Uh, for those of you who did not listen to last week's episode, first of all, shame on you, because it was right in the first like <laughs> five minutes of the episode. Paul Pierce was having too good a fucking time hey. at some private party. Let's just say, with like by private party, I mean it was at somebody's house with four niggas and two or three strippers. <laughs> Looked high as shit. Smoking weed on camera. Smoking weed on camera. Telling telling women to come over. Telling Rachel Nichols to fall through. <laughs> Rachel Nichols like, who this? Who the fuck? <laughs> no, no. I value yeah, my job. Nichols on IG Live talking about, where's your wife? <laughs> and anybody who watched this was certainly thinking to themselves, this nigga is not going to have a job on Monday. No. No. And a lot of people, people, oh, that's not fair. Come on, y'all. And it was like, well, Shannon Sharp always has hen dog in his shit. Um, one of those people works for the mouse. Yes. One of those people works for the fox. Yes. Uh, one of those things is not like the other. They also, don't give a fuck what Shannon do. Shannon Sharp was not smoking weed and throwing chips at strippers. <laughs> With Skip sitting there. Skip. 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 
Skip. Let me tell you something. And second of all, Paul Pierce ain't doing Shannon Sharp numbers. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, I don't think anyone else on ESPN other than UFC is doing Shannon Sharp numbers at all. <laughs> Stephen A. shows up when he feels like it and oh, shit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so Paul, you know. Man. He got some time. I mean, he'll fall. He'll, you know, he'll he'll land on his feet. He'll land on his feet. He's going to end up with a bar stool job. Yeah. That's, that's lowest common denominator enough for him. Yeah, they, I mean, they'll take everybody that. That ain't shit. I was gonna say that's becoming one. That's becoming. I'm telling you, that's becoming a focal point for toxicity. That's becoming the ain't shit capital of podcasting. I just want Paul Pierce to do a do an appearance there and just have Ray Benzino show up. Oh shit! Paul Pierce, <laughs> part two. <laughs> yeah, we didn't forget. That is the name of the podcast. It's the name of it, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got going on. Okay. Randall's gonna wince on this one a little bit. Oh no, Chloe Kardashian. And on its face, I wasn't gonna. I actually wasn't gonna report on this. On its face, it's kind of like, oh, it's just another Kardashian thing. From that take, I took a little bit. I I'm looking at it on a little, uh, a, maybe a small, a slightly deeper level. Um, so. Khloe Kardashian had an interesting week last week. Um, she someone someone leaked some pictures of her that, and by leaked, we mean like her management team like her PR, uploaded them. Her, her publicist, yeah, <laughs> most likely. How did those get out there? They're they're you know I, I, people do get their phones stolen and shit like that, and their clouds hacked or whatever. I don't think that's what happened here. Anyway. Gets her pictures uh, leaked, let's say, um, and they are unairbrushed. They're un. They're you know unfiltered. It is just no makeup. It is just Chloe as Chloe as whatever face she occupies this a week. Frightening thought. <laughs> and um, she got and she did not appreciate this, and she sicked her whole legal team on the internet. Uh, I wouldn't appreciate it if I came across it either. <laughs> Not from the least attractive Kardashian. And so OJ's daughter went on a tirade uh, to just take all these, get all these pictures taken down. Um, she wrote this heartfelt, she wrote this heartfelt note about how upset and how hurt her feelings were. And then went on IG live half naked and was like, I am not airbrushed. Um, but, I, but you should be. Oh goddamn, Randall! I, I, I'm sorry, man. I don't fuck with Chloe. I don't. I don't fuck with that whole clan. Cause how are you? How are you gonna really rail against people showing you for what you for what you are? I, I get it though. Y'all made y'all made a fortune out of being known for altering the way that you look. Well, no. Let's let let's go back a little further. Let's start here and just and just just for the record, it is with any within anyone's legal right. To decide what what content of yours you want disseminated on the internet, if you that have the true. legal anybody who has the legal the legal backing to do so, they have the right to decide, especially women, to decide what content of your likeness you want disseminated on the internet. Let's that, let's that get that true. out of the way. I will agree. Let's let you know. Let's let's be fair and get that out of the way. 
Having said that, the optics are terrible. The optics are terrible for exactly what D. Randall, before I rudely cut him off, was alluded to. to Is that... (laughs) (laughs) Is that... The sound of me being thrown out the house. (laughs) Is that on his face, the Kardashians are definitely, I will say... Agents of Ray the J's current dick. version. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought we were finishing each other's sentences. <laughs> of a current day, of a current day system, <laughs> where where there is a lot of pressure on people to, to uphold um, unreasonable standards of beauty. Yeah, I found the crown at the bottom. By the way, I bet it, you. It was, I, wait, it I was know. definitely waiting down. There. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, you know, to uphold these unreasonable standards of beauty. Now, the Kardashians did not invent the standard of unreasonable standards of beauty. But I can say for this generation, we are definitely entering a period in which they have spent at least the last decade plus upholding it. Right. You know, because I definitely, I know you, you probably do. I definitely do. I think we're at a point now where we can remember a time when none of the Kardashians looked like that. I've seen the Ray J tape, so yeah. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Courtney for being the cutest one. At me. Oh, boy. I don't really oh. read DMs. So I was y'all, saying, y'all can at me. Like, <laughs> they just go at me. That's what's going to happen. They were like, did he see it? No, he didn't see it. I, I, I just screen, y'all, I just screen cap the shit y'all want to tell him and... and, and and send it to him. Yeah. And then he gives a good LOL out of it. That's about it. And they go, they came with my ass though. <laughs> also true. Also true. That's um, what I say. And so, it, it, I feel like, me personally, I feel like Chloe missed out on a moment. And yeah. if she was going to be in her feelings about it, I feel like she missed out on what could have been a very crucial moment. Stand in your shit. Because I'm not going to lie to you. I saw the pictures, and I saw it, it for me, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I think Chloe looked great. She paid to look that good. She paid good money to look. Th- yeah. Dolly Parton always says it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. She probably looked like a Heisman winner. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as far as I was concerned, she looked wonderful. She got a flat stomach. I don't know anybody in real life that has a flat stomach at all. Well, okay, I know a couple people. Maybe I do. That's not yeah, true. I mean, I know, I know. I know a few. I know like one. I know like one, uh, one or two people in my life to have a flat stomach. But you know, she, she you know, she looks good, unfiltered, and standing your shit, standing your shit. Yes, you know, you know who would have done it, Cardi. Yeah. Because they didn't caught Cardi out there unfiltered, and she got sick of that shit, yeah. and just started going on IG all the time unfiltered. Yeah, even Rainbow Teeth Cardi would have been like, this is who I am. She, you know she absolutely did. That was that was her era. I have a homegirl, shout out to Courtney out in uh, out in uh, Georgia. Um, she'll say, I don't give a fuck if you see my hair looking fucked up. Some of you hoes ain't got no hair. <laughs> Love that girl. True. Some of you hoes ain't got no hair. <laughs> and stand in your shit. Stand in your shit and stand for something. Yes, this is this is me. Not airbrushed, unfiltered, flaws and all. Now, we are still going to side-eye you 
because you paid to look like that, yeah. even unfiltered. But stand in that shit, and people will stand with you. You know who did this really well? Chloe Bailey. Oh yeah. For all you young fellas out there. Oh yeah. Sorry. Y'all got y'all caught Chloe Bailey out there in her drawers, yeah. having a fun moment at her house. Y'all tried to clown her for it and drag her. You made her cry. Shame on you, by the way. Damn, she could be like my niece. That's wild. And she came back strong and was like, you know what? I cried about it a little bit, and I've been a little ashamed of my body in the past. Fuck it, man. I'm out here. And now that's all we see. Now that's all we seem to see of Chloe Bailey. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and not only that. Y'all better appreciate it. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Not only that, the women are behind her. Yeah. You can look. At any point, I, I guarantee you there is a woman uh, that you follow on Instagram that routinely that routinely will, will be body positive and just be out there and be like, you know what, fuck it, and tag her and go, I'm on my Chloe Bailey shit. Mm. That's a thing now. I'm a, I'm feeling I'm feeling real good about my body today. What Shout out to that? Chloe Bailey. What hashtag is that? <laughs> no, <laughs> sir, sir. I'm not going to do that. Uh, speaking of trying to get kicked out of the house and shit, (laughs) damn. Um, but she had a real chance to stand for something and she just pivoted to bullshit. Yeah. She just pivoted to the usual Kardashian bullshit. And this is why nobody likes the fucking Kardashians. Well, there's a lot of reasons why, but there's several. This is, yeah, this is one very good reason why that they keep trying to remake the black super soldier program. (laughs) <laughs> they, they, they gonna get them a super nigga out of there they gonna get them one yeah, Kanye didn't take it too well who was that ashy ankle dude that, that, that the, the mama was dating is he still around the ashy ankle dude yeah the what's the mother's name uh, I almost said Caitlyn Jenner um, Chris Jenner wasn't she dating a black dude at one point OJ well, no 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 <laughs> oh. No, she. Other than she OJ, was, she was fucking OJ. She was not <laughs> dating him. Oh, did she really have? Did she recently have some some ashy need dude that she was? That was a rumor that her and Steve Harvey were fucking. Nah, it was it was a like a semi regular dude. But oh that, shit, that's neither here nor there. I'm looking at that. That sounds funny. It's probably not worth it. Okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the the Kardashians had a chance to really stand on some shit, and they fumbled the butt. They fumbled the ball like they do. Um, let's see what we got here. What else we got? Uh, oh, Prince got some unreleased music coming. Huh? Yeah, yeah, they opened the vault, man. Mm. Prince got some unreleased music coming. Um, Prince didn't want y'all to release that shit, man. Which is exactly what he did not want you niggas to do. This is what he was (laughs) afraid of. This is what all the hardcore Prince heads were afraid of the second he died. And all of a sudden, you can find all his shit on YouTube. Prince should have set that shit to self-destruct if his heart ever stopped beating, man. For real. Put that shit on a dead man's switch. Yes. <laughs> Damn. That is, that is hilarious, but that's also very indicative of the times. Prince's dead man switch. Should that be the title of the episode? Nah. Let me not do that. No, nah, I can't get away with that. Let me not do that. I can't piss off the I, I can't piss off the the social media advertising gods anymore. Yeah, they've been trying hard to get us the fuck out of there. They, 
Oh man, that was a that was an uphill battle. For, I was they, they a solid week where they were where they were just no no this nigga has to be a Russian bot. He's from Hiram Clark. Uh, you know like, what I'm saying? They don't have bots in Hiram Clark. Oh, anyway, y'all need to fix Holmes Road. Fix Holmes Road. <laughs> y'all worried about the wrong shit. Y'all worried about if we got server farms out here. Nobody be able to get to them because you gotta go through Holmes Road. <laughs> Shit. Um, but um, Fix Holmes Road T's coming soon. Yeah. The <laughs> Actually, write that down. <laughs> oh man, um, new merch drop coming we, soon. We gonna sell two of them. We gonna sell <laughs> me and you, me and you. <laughs> um, and so. My thing with this is that it's it's kind of a weird double-edged sword. Because on one hand, yes, we all recognize that Prince was very controlling about his about his content. Prince Prince read the tea leaves about everything niggas are going through now with ownership. Mm-hmm. Everything Anita Baker's going through right now. Everything. That's what Prince didn't want to go down. And... Prince was very controlling over his content at all times for exactly this reason. And it is a damn shame that Prince wasn't in the ground 10 minutes before they, before they blew open the vault. Having said that we can say all this and we're going to say all this. I can tell you as a Prince head myself, we're all going to turn right around and cop that shit. We're all going to turn around around and buy all that shit that Prince didn't want us to hear. Yeah. You know, as a musician, songs are unreleased for a reason. They're they're released because the artist does not, quite honestly, like them enough to release them. So whatever y'all get, even though y'all still going to rock that shit. We're not going to care. Yeah, whatever y'all get, just know that Prince did not fuck with that song enough in order to let you hear it. The The Prince demo compilation, if you didn't like any, if you didn't like anything else on that shit, Prince singing Jungle Love was well worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, that shit that shit go hard. That's that's I'm ashamed to say that is a part of my morning cook breakfast mix. Damn. Uh, Man's making hash brown quesadillas listening to Prince. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hashtag niggas cook too. That shit was delicious. That shit was that's that and and, and I'm not ashamed to say. That was food bank cheese that went into that shit. Damn, it was good. Um, yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all gotta keep up with my stories. Hashtag <laughs> niggas cook too. Um, so yeah, we're all gonna cop that shit. So we can complain a little bit and we can talk about ownership and all that shit. But when it comes down to it, ain't no real prince head missing out on a prince drop. Nah, ever, ever, ever. We we catch them all. The, the the outtakes of Purple Rain don't nobody want to see. Oh man, you, you, you think Doctor Who? You think Doctor Who heads are hardcore about getting some shit downloaded off an African server <laughs> that probably gave their computer AIDS? Yeah, that's racist, <laughs> but probably true. Do- <laughs> Doctor Who heads and Prince heads are the number one pirate downloaders yeah. of all time. Right, if it's some, you know, if it's some print shit, you know, from '92 and earlier, I'm here for it. I'm a hater, also. Oh, you see, you going for the shit just before he got real religious? 
I'm going for the shit up to and including Paisley Park. Okay, um, okay. After that, I'm just kind of like, eh. So you, you fuck with like the bat dance and shit? S- slightly. Not I, the long way, but the short I way. I fuck with it. It, man, it, was some joints on, it was some joints on that shit. He had some. Party Man was a joint. Scandalous was a joint. Uh, uh, Trust was a joint. I'm just saying, you know, it had a, yeah, it had a, it had a couple of bangers on there. Even though he was definitely doing that to get out of debt. The it's crown just... is at the bottom of this cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Did I have anything? Oh, I did have one other thing. I so y'all know me, and y'all know I don't I don't report often or at all or very often anymore on uh, Kanye's comings and goings. Oh hell! But I did want to just. I did want to just give y'all a little tidbit to remind you, in case you had forgotten, that Kanye Omari West, uh, in the past couple of years, ain't learned shit. Uh, do we have it here? Here we go. Exactly. Like 100%. I have turned my back on the idea of victimization mentality. We are locked up. We went from one to four. We even went from... One of four to one of three, but we always pointing at the white people, but yet we want to spend all of our money on foreigns. We want to spend all our money on luxury as opposed to going and buying some land. America is for sale, and there's a lot of barren land. Disney bought a lot of it in Florida, but the culture has you focused so much on fucking somebody, bitch, and pulling up in a foreign and rapping about things that could get you locked up and then saying you about prison reform. Like, it's, bro, we brainwashed out here, bro. <sighs> okay. Okay. Let me just, and again, this is not something to spend too much time on at all. I was Googling the word victimization. That word does not exist, by the way. Maybe he meant victimization. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't slipping. Furthermore, all those things he named that he swears the culture is obsessed with are things that he that are things that they have been obsessed with for the past ten or twenty years. Very much it very much thanks to him. Very much thanks to him. Oh, very much. Let me let me just say the past. Let's see when did dark when did dark twisted fancy come out? Mm. Like twenty Al- alcohol. So I don't know. Like twenty ten. I sure. guess we'll say that. Let's say that. Okay. Dark twisted fancy is it came out at least in the twenty tens. I'll say that. That was definitely the beginning of. The foreigns. That was definitely begin the beginning of rich Kanye rap. Twenty ten. Look at 2010. you. Twenty ten. All right, there All right. we go. November twenty second, twenty ten. Um, that was definitely the beginning of Kanye rapping about all the shit. Yeah. That he says people are obsessed with. This is another. This is, see. The, no, even before then, though, like even as early as uh, college dropout, he's rapping about you know wanting polos and and, and designer shit. So he's he's always been on that that same kind of materialistic shit. It's just one side of it he has it, and the other side of it he does not. Right. 
I always I always counted the 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 original Kanye trilogy as more satire about those things though, and making fun of the fact that we want that that we want those so bad. I call that trilogy the actual Kanye albums that I liked. I I do too. Um, and so, I, for me, this is just like the Kardashians crying about a system that they helped uplift. He Kanye, for the record, is still selling two hundred dollar tees. Yeah, he's still selling. I mean, I I saw some of his Yeezys on Goat for like nineteen hundred and fifty dollars. You know, I, he's he's perpetuating the same shit that he's talking about. He's he's selling. Yeah, two hundred dollar t shirts, six hundred dollar sweatshirts, same kind of shit. Like, what are you talking about? What is you talking about, bruh? So when you hear people talk about how Kanye is a billionaire, he's not. And then he, so he's not a billionaire. Fuck no. Okay. So when you, I say that with no evidence in front of me. I just, I just know he's not. Oh, okay. Uh, so when you hear people talk about Kanye's net worth, just know. When you hear shit like this, this is shit that he had. That he is directly profiting from the shit he's complaining about you being obsessed with. And I wouldn't even call us obsessed. It's entertainment. I wouldn't call us obsessed. I do think that I do think that sometimes the focus is skewed, and capitalism has all of us by the balls, no matter what Kanye raps about. But he's definitely had a hand in in perpetuating it in black culture. So no, I don't want to hear that shit. Kanye ain't learned shit. Kanye ain't learned shit. Kanye is is going to continue to be out of touch with the people that he raps to and the people that who nowadays who he asks for their votes. Um who the fuck does he rap to? Yeah. I don't know. I just... So yeah. Just in case you were wondering. Go away, man. Fuck Kanye. Fuck. Just go away. He called Kim a white supremacist. Before I guess that was what sparked the divorce. Uh, Kim freed more black people than he did. So. <laughs> she, she, he was the only one that she couldn't free. <laughs> well, Chris wasn't gonna let that happen. Just saying. Chris wasn't fucking up that cash cow. Just saying. Just saying. When she she tried to get Chris tried to get a super soldier out here. She got By selective enough, breeding. She got enough in the gene pool right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I guess that's a good place to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back with more Foolishness and Fuckery. You are listening to Sober Conversation with the Least Sober Team in Podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. Yeah. We are opinionated. And we are getting saucy on a Monday night. You know, when you, when you do twice the takes, twice that, the breaks. That, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'll just leave it at that. It sounded good, so let's just roll with it. Hey, Fuck man. it. Oh, before I get into the next segment, did you, did you hear about Usher in the strip club? <laughs> yeah, it just happened. This nigga got this nigga got in trouble at the strip club because he was because it turned out that the money he was throwing was not only fake money, but.
but money with his face on it. That's, that's juvenile, man. That's childish, that man. That is so fu- Usher is a fucking sociopath for that. I swear the herpes is going to his brain. That's what's happening. Yeah, I said it. I, I said it. The herpes is starting to affect his mind. I bet um, I bet if that shit would have happened in Houston, though, he would have got his ass hemmed. When it came time to tip out, he would not have made it out you know, of the establishment. Johnny by the door would have been like, hold up, hold up, bro. Bro, what, bro? What the fuck is this, bro? The fuck, bro? Bro, what the fuck is this, bro? Nah, I can't. Nah, we ain't we ain't taking this. Nah, man. let me talk to you though. Let me talk to you, Ursha. Ursha, let me it's talk to you a, though. It's an ATM right over here. Nah, man. Now nah, give me your card. <laughs> What's your pin number? <laughs> now nah, I'm pull it out myself. We walking that bitch together, nigga. I'm gonna watch you. Your pin number eight. Yeah. <laughs> four, four, eight. What's 8448? Huh? Oh, your mama's birthday? Oh, that's your mama's birthday? Okay. August okay. 4th, 1948? Nigga, give me this shit. Bet. Your mama's name Verdine, ain't she? Yeah, nigga. Give me this shit. Next time I see you, I'm at Verdine in here Ever with me, nigga. walking here with your money, with your face on the money. The fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with Usher? Where you gonna spend that shit? <laughs> this tells you that, niggas, that some niggas with money got too much time on their hands. Why the fuck are you sitting in your house printing money with your face on it? Nigga, you not Disneyland? The boy got his own money. You know he just watched Coming to America like, oh, Right, right. They thought that was going to be cute. Man, Usher, if you don't... And then you know better. Doesn't he live in Atlanta, the strip club capital of the universe? Mm. Hell no, you can't get... That's why it's Atlanta weird, bro. It is. Atlanta really? is a strange place and produces some strange people. Yes. I tell you, I, you know, you know, for all the shit we talk, Donald Glover might be on to something. Or he, he might be on something. Like, well, like well, people escape Florida to get to Atlanta, <laughs> basically. It, it, uh, well, Atlanta is just weird with less murder. Maybe more murder. It's a fair amount of murder. <laughs> Fair amount. I don't. I don't really want to, you know, compare murder to murder. But it's true. They hold their own. We'll say that. It is time for white people must be stopped. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, oh, uh, reggae. I'm not. I'm not gonna fuck up his name. The guy from Bridgerton. Oh yeah, French Lights- dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> French dude. Light skinned guy from Bridgerton. Is he British or French? What is he? I think he's French. Just light skinned nigga. All right. Yeah, just Whatever. right, right, right. Um, I just call him Renee. I don't know his name is. Or uh, Jean Paul or some it's, shit. It's, yeah, it's, it's reggae something. Um, And uh, so, first of all, he will not be back to season two of Bridgerton. Hmm? Why? I have no idea how that shook out. Um, I know there was a lot of drama and a lot of people were, because that was the storyline everybody was really signing up for. Um, so a lot of people were like, "Well, I I don't have a reason to watch that shit no more." But as it, I mean, now as it turns out, just for a point of information, um, the series of books that's based on, um, they basically ran the course of that storyline, and Bridgerton is actually kind of more of a generational story mm. about that family, about that white family, the Bridgerton family. Gotcha. So that was just kind of a that was a man. Shonda said that was gonna be a thing to get people going, 
to get to get people going, and then now that we've lured them in, we can continue with this Pride, Prejudice, and Gossip Girl storyline. It's like when they killed Ned Stark in season one. Exactly. We still had to watch it. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I don't think it, it, just from the four episodes I watched, I don't think any other storyline is is that is equally as strong as like with Game of Thrones. You had other people you gave a fuck about. I don't give a fuck about nobody, but uh and you know, I don't care. Um uh whoever the uh, steampunk gossip girl uh who knows everybody's shit. Anyway, guy from Bridgerton, not only that, he confessed recently that he auditioned to be uh Superman's grandfather in the Krypton show. Mm-hmm. Apparently Jeff Johns who has way too much power over these uh, movie and TV properties, um, has said that he just couldn't see a black guy uh, playing Superman's grandfather. Y'all, is science fiction. Man, Ray Fisher was right. Ray Fisher was right. Again, I think we're entering... I, I think Ray Fisher is... is This is kind of his vindication. He's been trying to tell y'all what the fuck was up over there. And my thing is this. I think we have enough information now that we can definitely say everything you try to do without black people is going to fail. Krypton lasted, what, two seasons? Ain't nobody watched that shit. Uh, remember Superman and Lois with the, where, the, where, where they ran the writer off because she was talking too much about race? Talking about the new one? Yeah. Oh, is it still on? Maybe. Okay. Um, they got. They got. You haven't heard anybody talking about it. It's the Superman with the butt implants, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't. You nah. haven't heard anybody talking about that. Not shit. a single. Not a single person. There are two black people. One of them is Lex Luthor. Oh. And the other one. The other one is some fireman. <laughs> That's probably how he's listening to the credits. That is how he's listening to credits. Some, some fireman, fireman played by Chadwick uh, Jenkins. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> And so you kick the you kick the black woman out of the writers' room. We see now with Justice League, Joss Whedon tried to do Ray Fisher a, a certain kind of way, mm. and we see now with Zack Snyder's version that Ray Fisher was a key point. Yeah, and with Ray Fisher not wanting to fuck with those with 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 Warner Brothers or those movies anymore. We're not going to get that level of, of inclusion again. You know, so it's everything you try to do with without us is going to fail. I also like that. Th- I also like that we've entered the, the era of the downfall of Joss Whedon. There's, say, there's rumors that say he's blacklisted and shit. Ray Fisher going to be laughing all the way to the fucking bank. When when Marvel picks him up, until you do right by me, <laughs> everything you do gonna fail. Everything is gonna fail. Um, uh, some some more some slightly more somber news. Um, an army officer was pepper sprayed by the police. Mm. Um, there's and there and here's what's fucked up. We have to stop talking about body cams. 
Remember when everybody was body cam this, body cam that? Don't mean shit. That don't mean shit. That dude that was taking out the trash, we know all that happened from body cam footage. Yep. They ran straight to this motherfucker and hemmed him up. Not only hemmed him up, but hemmed his wife up when she tried to defend him. Yeah. His and, white wife. <laughs> and pulled off and, and pulled her bathrobe off when she had when she got her titties out and still arrested her. Yeah. Body cams don't mean shit. They don't mean shit. So now you had this army officer who was on the job, who was in uniform, mm-hmm. who they pull over, they tell him to put his hands outside the vehicle. He is complying, by the way. Very much. Uh, he is complying calmly. Very calm. He's not raising his voice to the officers. There's no reason to think that he is going to um, aggre- make the situation aggressive in any way. Um, if there's one thing you can say about our armed forces, they have discipline. Right. Unlike. <laughs> well. Unlike law enforcement. Well. <laughs> right. And the situation escalates and he says, I'm nervous about getting out of this car. Mm-hmm. And they say, you should be. Right. That's that's a threat. Here's what's fucked up to me about this. And then, and then as he's still complying with his hands out, they reach in and pepper spray him. Yeah. And he's literally asking them, like, what are you what are you trying to detain me for? They they even ask him, are you in the army? Yes, I'm in the army. I'm an active member of the armed forces. Active. In uniform. Here's what fucks me up about this. It doesn't really fuck me up that much. But it's fucked up. What fucks me up here is that we see now you you can't be you can't even in America. I would say our soldier worship is one of the. It's probably it's a little toxic, but it's probably one of the highest orders you can achieve in America. Second, like like North Korea. You remember, you know? like you go somewhere with your uniform. Everybody's seen that shit. Yeah. When somebody will shake your hand. Yeah. Thank you for your service. I'm guilty of it too. I've done it too. I remember when I worked at the store. Yeah. Um, there were many times when somebody would come up, when somebody would come up to the register, and they'd ask one of my cohorts, "Do we give a, Do we give out a military discount?" Now, to be fair, this is something I did just for just to vindicate myself a little bit. This is something where they had clearly lost a limb. Yeah, they had something where they were clearly injured in the line of duty. Do y'all give out a military discount? I take right over. Sorry, sir. I'll be taking care of you today. We do now. Yeah. Thank you. I feel good about that. Yeah. But the level of soldier worship, you know, it's in our movies, it's in TV, it's in everything. You would think that this is where you would be protected the most. No. Someone pulls you over, someone pulls you over, sees your uniform, sees your on the job. He probably, I imagine if he's actively serving, he probably had tags on his truck. That indicated such. That indicated what division he's in. All that shit is supposed to protect you. Oh, you know what? Sorry, Lieutenant. Have a good day. No. Not for niggas. Look. All that shit they were talking about Cap kneeling. Talking about it's about the flag. And about respecting the troops. That is officially bullshit. Got your bitch ass right there. It's officially bullshit. Got your bitch ass right there. It, it it's it, it's all it's all bullshit, um, and I I I don't even know really how to expound on the hypocrisy involved in that, 
other than to say we need to stop pretending like something is about something that is not. That is not. They fucked with Cap because he was a black dude who had the audacity to oppose something that they were so firmly behind. If it, if it wasn't that, it would have been something else. Right. And here you are with an actual active military, clearly identifiable, and you still didn't give a fuck. And you still treated him like shit. And didn't give him the respect of telling him why he was being detained. Why? Because y'all didn't have shit to go on. Sure, one of the dudes got fired or whatever. He's on administrative leave, whatever bullshit. This happened back in December. So, of course he got, oh, of course he got fired. So, so fuck y'all. With a, probably with a pension, probably, probably with a, with a, with a huge severance and a GoFundMe. Because I tell you what, well, nope, not, nope. Don't, nope. <laughs> don't do it. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't do it. Not going to do that. Um, That's not nice. No. I'll, no. I'll leave it at that. Not at all. Um, Since your racist stories. I almost went there. <laughs> Since your racist stories, see your real life racist encounters, along with any stories you think we've missed. Um, uh, I actually have one. Okay. I was going to save this for the letters, but I think this fits. Okay. Um, One of our listeners probably mentioned before um a light-skinned black woman who's married to a to a white man okay and she's gotten shit before from i won't say friends but online associates sure who have who have criticized her because she you know her she has two twin daughters and those girls look as white as the day is long okay um but they are they're black so, in some, one reason why I'm off Facebook, she was in, I think on Facebook she was mentioning in a discussion that she teaches her daughters that they are black. Um, even if they are passing, they could be considered white passing. She teaches them very clearly that they are black. Okay. Um, does a very good job of teaching them, you know, their history about their heritage and whatnot. And people, again, just online adjacent people, um, Criticize her basically saying that as a light-skinned black woman that she possibly can't teach her very very fair-skinned children about being black um by virtue of of the color of her skin Mm -hmm. and she hit me up might have been yesterday um i like where it's going already and actually, I, I'm I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna really dig into what what it is. But if if we have to keep it a full buck about about blackness mm-hmm. and about uplifting each other, we we have to realize that as much as I hate saying this, we can be very racist and bigoted as well. Um, for for everyone extremely prejudiced for everyone on you know fuck marrying outside your race Twitter. Eat a whole dick. Eat a eat a white owned dick. I'm so fucking sick of the of, of the interracial dating, interracial marriage yes. argument. My God, eat a light skinned dick. Find something else, and you, and you know what it is. It, it's it's only stigmatizing, and it's only giving people mental complexes to products of interracial marriages. Right. Inter, um, uh, mixed children. That didn't ask to be mixed. That only have that only have black black people in their lives, 
and in their families to to associate with because they're definitely not accepted in white culture. As far as white people are concerned, they black. We just we just we just have to get off this shit about how being associated or closely affiliated with people who are not black make you less black and make you understand the experience even less. It's it so it really comes from lonely bitches that say that. And I and I say bitches, that can include guys oh, as well. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm on my shit right now. Y'all need to shut the fuck up about this shit. Most of y'all are lonely and criticize people for, for finding someone in this world who gives a fuck about them and you don't. Because y'all, y'all are denying people based on them not being like fucking blue black, you know? Well, you know how I feel about that. I've always thought it was bullshit because a lot of it, it really just comes down to attractiveness. That's all it comes down to as far as I'm concerned. Because people, people get, I've said this before on this podcast, people will lose their shit on one side about somebody being in an interracial man. Remember when Luke Cage when came out and everybody was on Mike Coulter's ass because it turned out he had a he had yeah. a white wife. He had a white wife since college. Yeah. It wasn't like he got on and got a white woman, but they didn't care. And they were like, fuck you and that love is love shit. And it's all about attractiveness. Y'all only got on Mike Coulter's ass because you were attracted to Mike Coulter. Right. Jordan Peele. Right. <laughs> It's not only the product of an interracial of an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. He himself has a white wife. Nobody says shit to Jordan Peele. You know mm-hmm. why? Because y'all don't want to fuck Jordan Peele. Right. If Jordan Peele looked like Trey Songs, you'd be ready to burn his house down. I want to hear that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Mind your fucking business. Why yeah. do we give this much of a fuck about who's in somebody's bedroom? You know, nobody's you, know in much time, you know how much time I give you know how much time I give to Eve fucking a white man? None. 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 Y'all still mad at Serena? She don't give a fuck about y'all. Eve never wanted to fuck me. I yeah. never had a chance. Never had a chance with Serena Williams either. You know how much time I give to women that don't want to fuck me? Well, okay. In fairness, probably still too much. I was gonna say, are we talking OnlyFans <laughs> or Probably still too much, but you know what the fuck I'm talking about. I, I get what you're saying. Wink, wink. Um, I, I, it's corny. It is. It's corny. It needs to die. Now yeah. I under now I understand that there are some people of note, of celebrities that get on, get with people of other races and talk down on black women. Kanye. Oh, Kanye. Sorry. Fuck them. Fuck them. And we do need and we need to push back against them. Fuck them. But y'all throw the baby out with the bathwater and y'all don't make those distinctions anymore. Y'all see somebody with someone outside their race and you just assume that they hate black women. I met somebody I met somebody I like. I went out with them. It went somewhere and we got married. That's it. Y'all get y'all get on Kid Cuddy about it. They also don't want to fuck Kid Cuddy. They also don't want to fuck Kid Cuddy. That is also <laughs> true. Um I'm just saying, like, I, I, I need, and again, I love black women and have a, and have every intention of dating black women, have every intention of marrying it. Well, no, I don't know about marrying. Let's, let's not, let's not yeah, throw yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I just want to understand what the rules are with y'all because y'all spend so much. Again, this is y'all get the microphone and don't do shit with it. And y'all spend so y'all spend more time voting people 
that want to be down off the island because of who's in their fucking bedroom, then y'all spend railing on white supremacy. That doesn't make any fucking sense. I was going to say something so stereotypical. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it, though. I'm going to keep it, though. I just don't understand that y'all spend more y'all. I don't understand how we have we, how we have all these talks about intersectionality, how we all have all these talks about unity, have all how we how we uplift niggas like Chairman Fred who wanted a rainbow coalition, niggas who 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 understood the importance of unity, and yet we spend all of our time on social media voting people off. Yeah, that makes no fucking sense to me. I'm sure this went way away from what. No, that, that's exactly where I was going with it, though. They just need to shut the fuck up with that shit. It's, Calm it's, the fuck down. It's just corny and it's tired, and y'all are lonely. Let's just keep it there. Find some, find someone you like, date them, marry them, and shut the fuck up. Find someone that likes you. That's important. Too. That, find we, someone we likes have, you. We don't have enough talks about that, but they're not ready for that. That's the problem that they're having. By the way. Find someone who likes you. Find someone you like. Ma- date them. Fuck them. Marry them. Whatever. And not necessarily in that order. No, yeah. And shut the fuck up and mind your fucking business. Send your racist comments. <laughs> stories. <laughs> to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Um, or you can always find us on social media. I'm sure after that rant, you all will. <laughs> Y'all can we'll, at me. He's going to screenshot it and send it to me. <laughs> and I'm just going to shrug like, oh, damn, they mad. We just, I was just complaining. I was just saying on, on social media that we have a ton of, we have way more uh, woman listeners than I ever thought we would. I I feel like that's out the door this week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, look, if they got attitudes, if, 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 if they want to look down, anyway. 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 I'm sorry. No, uh, I'm not. I'm not. Why do people say that? I'm not sorry. I said what I said. Don't be bigoted. Either way it goes. Leave people to fuck alone. Don't question anyone's blackness based on who they love. Air horns. Air horns. Oh, yes. yeah. Let me. Yes. Air horns. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we'll be right back with your listener letters and top three STFUs. This is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. And we are back. <laughs> we are black. We are opinionated. And clearly, the crown resides I at the bottom, the, of bottom the cup. I found the bottom of the crown. Clearly. Woo! At the bottom of the cup. Uh, let me see here. It's a weekday. It, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, we do get this lit on work days. Um, it is time for listener letters. Um... Let me jump off in the mailbag here. See what we got. I think we got a couple. Um, I'll take this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is from Joel. What up, Joel? This is from, uh, let's see. Oh, he doesn't say where he's from. Okay. Joel says, fellas, I'm currently drinking that brown liquor and laughing my ass off. Your show literally carried me through the pandemic when I was way low. You're my barbershop where I get my beard shaped up every single week. Mm. 
I'm back at work and will be coping and will be copying some merch as soon as possible. Hey! Your love of Houston has made it a must visit for me once outside is open, of course. Keep grinding and keep growing. May you have positive vibes and all the good things this year and for years to come. I'm here for all of it. With that, I shall tip another glass to the both of you. And as always in parting, titties. P.S. Oz, may you and your family continue to heal from your loss. You are in my prayers. My brother, thank you. Um, God bless you. Um, that was that, that, that last part, that was... Very thoughtful of you. You are you are incredible. You're wonderful people. Um, wow, we're his barber shop. Dope. And it's just I, I <laughs> you know why I think that's funny because <laughs> when I think of a barber shop, I relate to Cos. Yeah. Uh, shout out to DJ Cosmos of Radio Galaxy. New shit coming soon, right? I maybe. Think, I think he dropped it. I just I can't get it off of Spotify. Okay. But, okay. But yeah. Does it, I, well, I mean, new Radio Galaxy. Oh, not yet. Not Co- yet. Cost. He he just dropped some solo shit. Oh solo yeah, song. he does. He does have his solo shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I gotta get. I gotta get the title of that. Yeah. Um, definitely follow Cosmo Classics on uh, Instagram. Um, yeah, wonderful beats. Grammy nominated. Grammy nominated because he because he worked on uh Fonte's album on Fonte's album. Oh man, yeah. So shout out to him. Damn, uh, See, Joel, this is amazing. Thank you. I, I this is high praise. Yeah. Uh, I'm always shocked when we get high praise like this. Um, well, not shocked, but I'm always floored and honored and. And when the world opens up and we can see you in person, we we'd love to have a drink with you. Fall through, man. Yeah. When this shit opens up and it's safe again, uh, fall through. Get vaccinated, please. Um, I just, I, I'm actually getting my shot next week. Getting I, my second I, one. I had a hookup I didn't know about. Getting the second one in a couple days. Okay, okay. Moderna Bob! Okay, let's go. I think I'm Pfizer, I think I'm Pfizer clan. Oh, so. Pfizer fam out here. Pfizer fam, All let's, right. you know. Hey, man, whatever your clan is, whatever your, whatever your jab of choice is, <laughs> Do that shit so we can so we can be done with this. Get your five G. Get your microchip. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Get your Manchurian candidate. Let's go. You know, let's go. We go. We all gonna be in it together. Um. Did I have a? I thought I had. Oh, uh, I do have one on Instagram. I think Burn sent us something. Burn did indeed send us something. Yeah. Shout out to DJ Burn, man. He's uh. In the hospital, and uh, got, he's going through a little something. Um, but he's in good spirits, last I checked. Word. Uh, my my rule of thumb is no news is good news. Yeah. So, um, he is probably he's he is probably currently trying to figure out if they will let him stream opinions while black <laughs> in the ICU, yeah, and they they're probably going to take his phone away. Play, from play it in your headphones, sir. <laughs> Um, he hit us up on the Twitters and asked, I know you guys have touched on this before, but I'm really trying to wrap my head around why people in our community don't take COVID seriously. Okay. And I know why he's asking this and, um, it's unfortunate that there are people still on this bullshit. Um, Tristan actually hit me up and said that somebody, that somebody got, uh, at her job got sick and said, um, 
that they got sick from somebody that didn't believe in the pandemic. We still got that shit going on. It's only been a year. It's only been a year. I, I just... I. So, it's understandable and it's not understandable. One, you have to remember that when this pandemic started, it started when we were when we were in in the middle of the administration of an idiot of an idiot and a liar and a crook and a con artist um and oh and Donald Trump too i was talking about jared kushner <laughs> um and so people were getting a lot of there was a lot of misinformation being sent out from on high yep now I don't want to call I don't want to call anybody stupid right away, but yet you also have to understand that leadership sets the tone for whatever you're doing. Right. And so when we already see before the pandemic that there is no leadership coming from on high. Don't and, and remember, this is off of him off of them trying to keep his finger off the button. Wasn't he about to fall out when it ran? It name it. It ran um Korea, North, North Korea, Korea at first, but then they were, you know, they were kind of chill or whatever. He was talking big shit to, to North Korea. Like World War Three was going to start a yeah. month before the pandemic hit hit, yeah. hit in America. And so you already see somebody that is not of stable mind and we have no no real leadership on high. Leadership sets the, tone, sets the tone for everything. So right there, we have somebody that's not interested in our well-being. Yeah. And if he'd lie about this, what else would he lie about? So on that regard, I understand some people's frustration, some people not willing to believe in the thing. Um, There are people that will always be mistrustful of government. And I'm not talking about Tuskegee or any of that. There are people, there are black people that will always be mistrustful of the government. And and they're not completely unfounded. Rightfully so. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. Correct. Um, and so there's always going to be that level of crackpot conspiracy theory because in, because we work in extremes now. And Mm -hmm. even though the, the, the reasons are reasonable, you're always going to have those extremes who hog the microphone. Yeah. That's where you get the bullshit about 5G that's where you get the Shout bullshit. out to Carrie Hilson. Oh, she did say that shit, didn't she? She did. Oh, man. <laughs> the war for relevancy is a hell of a drug. All she had to do was be fine. <laughs> and she... <laughs> All she had to fucking do was be fine. Just be fine. And she can't do that. Like, look at Sierra. Sierra ain't trying to release any music. She shuts the fuck <laughs> up. Twerks a little bit on the ground. You know? Sucks Russell's dick and minds her business. Allegedly, yeah. That's it. That's I all mean, you got to do. That's all you got to do. Uh, that was very chauvinistic of us. But I'll very you. much so. But uh, for all, for all the, the reasons that you just mentioned, and you know, perhaps quite a few more, it we as as not even just in our community, but Americans in general, are, are very pampered. We're very entitled. Very much so. Um, we, we talk about our personal freedoms all the time. And we talk about our personal freedoms at the expense of the greater good. And the, the biggest setback to all of this for me is that those people who are, 
who allow themselves to disbelieve that this is an actual thing are are really and truly saying that they don't give a shit what happens to other people. They Correct. want to they want to have their lives uninterrupted even if it's at the expense of those who are most vulnerable. Uh re- remember one of the the first protests that they had when they were trying to get shit to reopen when you know people basically just wanted people to serve them. They they didn't give a shit about anything else. They just know that they need their their toes done and they need to be served in a restaurant. All these things and, and, and people have said from the beginning that the greatest threat is not necessarily to yourself, but in the fact that you can unknowingly pass it to people who are vulnerable and susceptible to catching this. Right. And and people tend to believe that if it doesn't happen to them, and I, I know quite a few people who have been out there the entire time and they've been untouched by it, but they can't believe that this doesn't exist. They might say it's all blown out of proportion. They can't say it doesn't exist, but they believe that they believe that it, they, they downplay it because it doesn't affect them. them. And, and and to me, that's the reason why people have such a hard time. Some people in our community have such a hard time. It's because they're unwilling to admit that they just selfishly want to have their lives uninterrupted, even if it's at the expense of other people. And uh, you know that it, it's it's the dark side of individualism. Yeah. Um. You know, you, you we we want stuff, but we don't we don't want it we don't want it at any like we don't want to have to pay any real cost for it. Right. Um. You know, a lot. You know, like when the, I, well, maybe that was yeah, like when the swine flu thing happened. Mm-hmm. That didn't really infringe on my life in any. It way. didn't really hit us like that. It didn't hit us like that at all. And I I blinked and it come and gone. And and we're also very fortunate as Americans that a lot of these things that happen in other places around the world don't happen to us. And this was the first time that something like this happened to us in the modern era. Ah, yeah. And and they're just you know again they just there's just that suspension of belief. And it's always going to be there. Always. Uh, always. Because, because we don't necessarily encourage it, but. The way we live our life and the individualism that happens here, which is unlike a lot of countries, um, is always going to silently encourage that. Because the more you encourage individualism, the more people buy stuff. Yep. And the more people buy stuff, the more the machine keeps on going. Yep. And that's all that's, that's all they really give a fuck about. That's what it boils down to. Um, a couple quick ones. Shout out to the Brooklyn Girls Academy podcast. <laughs> Uh, apparently they listened to our uh, playlist, and I'm you know I I mentioned uh, Schoolboy Q was there. Yeah, and you know they're I think they meant to mention it on their episode, uh, but they say anything with Schoolboy Q is a yes for me. Let's go. Um, that was one of my that is one probably my favorite Schoolboy Q song. Um, Fantasy featuring Janae Iko, I mm. believe. Yeah, hot joint. Um, had another one. Thought I had another one uh, from Marisha, if I can find it here. What up, Marisha? Marisha was Marisha is the host of uh, Black Alert podcast. Okay. Uh, Black Alert podcast was uh, is uh, niggas in Star Trek. Oh, basically. Um, I don't know. I wish I could find it. Oh, she asked me about titties. Okay. <laughs> I'm back. 
Oh, you're we're 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 buckled up now. Okay. Um. <laughs> Wait, what, how's the saying go? You had my. You had my curiosity. Yes. But now you have my attention. Um. Let's see here. Oh, Greg. Oh, that's as I'm as I'm scrolling through some of these quick ones. Damn it. Uh, Greg wanted us to. Greg from. What is his podcast? He doesn't. He never. He never posts his podcast because he has several of them. That's why. Okay, Greg. Uh, Greg on Twitter, Al Sharp Tongue. Yeah, wants us to know that uh, Drake must be coming because they got because the Universal got him again. They got hit with it. They 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 got hit with another one. Get that takedown notice. They, yeah, they yeah they got got. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Oh, Xavier Hunter says on the day on the same day I hear Oz say there are no shoe deals in rape. Deshaun Watson has his shoe deal suspended. Wow. Talk about fulfilled prophecy. Wow. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, you know, them people don't come to them people don't come to get you about what you might did. They come to get you when you're got. Yes. Uh, here it is. Titties for the smaller. Titties after D cup. Oz, you're a titty connoisseur. What do you think? I think all titties matter. I don't understand the question. She 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 wants to. I think she wanted to know my preferences. Oh. Of titty. Um, not for any sinister reasons. Marisha is getting married, by the way. Okay. Let me just say that. I, 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 I thought. I thought. No. I was waiting for a Star Trek related question. I was like, No, that's not a flirtation. That's not a Star Trek thing. Marisha is getting married, so that's how rumors get started. Don't <laughs> none of that. Um, I think she. Yeah, she just wanted to know my particular preferences because I'm always talking about titties. Um, I think most sizes and shapes have a certain value and a certain beauty to them. I I've seen many shapes and sizes in my lifetime. Um, I'm into what I'm. I'm into kind of what I my my taste runs the gamut. Uh, a friend of mine, shout out to Contessa, she was like, "You don't really have a type. You just you like women." <laughs> that, yeah. You don't have a type. Like like sure you like black women, but like big like tall, big, small. What you just like women? Yeah, fair to say. And I feel the same way about titties. I I, I feel I feel that way about the the. Which are the, usually found on a woman. The surgically enhanced titties. I feel that way about the natural titties. I feel that way about Rihanna's titties. I feel that way about uh, Ari Lennox's titties, Jasmine Sullivan's titties. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I have dated all manner of titty. At the end of the day. Standards of standards of beauty be damned. All titties matter. Everyone. I salute every manner of titty. Announcing our partnership with the Susan G. Komen <laughs> organization. Um, Get your shit checked, man. Hey, we're going to have a shirt. Well, we can't use a shirt that says ATM. That no, stands for something no, different. For no. Some. <laughs> no, we can't do that. We can we can think of something. We can think of something. We were talking. About, we were we we were just talking about. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, not giving anything away. Yeah. New merch is coming. Uh, we weren't talking about titties. We were talking about merchandise, y'all. Just so it's not weird. Right. Right. Uh. But yeah, new merch coming. In a related note. 
Um, thank you guys for your listener letters. Y'all are so fucking weird. I love it. Uh, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com is where to get at us. Um, X, I saw your joint recently. You uh, joined the mailbag. I'm going to get to you next week. But now it is time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Shut up! We have a couple of runners up. Mm. One of them is Lil Mama. How, why? <laughs> That's like three weeks in a row. Why? So Lil Mama wants us to know. No. Uh, uh, via social media, somebody brought this up. Um, and she wants us to know that she has reached out to both Jay-Z and Alicia Keys. Why? Uh, to apologize about the famous incident at the VMAs like 10 years ago at this point. And in response, both Jay-Z and Alicia Keys went, who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Alicia Keys was like, did I fuck her husband, dude? Get- mm. Lisa Keys like did I fuck her <laughs> Found the bottom of the crown In my cup <laughs> Shit Um I don't have a problem with her reaching out and, and to be honest There are times when years pass After an incident and people reach out And they want to bury the hatchet Or just make sure there is no hatchet to bury Whatever That's fine I want her to stop discussing it with us. I want her to stop justifying it and discussing it and talking about how it's the only thing we remember her for it's now. Her only with, moment of relevance. I want her to stop talking about it with us. As a matter of fact, lipstick, lip gloss was jamming enough. Every time someone asks you about that shit, just post a link to lip gloss. Post a video or something. I want, like, there are some things where I don't necessarily have an issue with the thing. I just want y'all, I just want them to leave us out of it. Ray J and his wife have called off the divorce again. They left us out of it for once. Okay. Probably because, also because they're having a couples retreat show on VH1 coming up about it. But they left us out of it. Leave us out of it. Lil Mama, this is another one of those moments. I want her to leave us out of it. Um, Hubert Davis. Oh, God, yes. The other runner-up is Hubert Davis, who is the new uh, head coach of uh, North, UNC. Yeah, North Carolina Tar Heels basketball team. Shout out to Dean Smith. Once and always going to be the God. Yeah, he um, was so close. He was so Hubert Davis had like a 40-minute speech. He was so close, man. About accepting his position as the new head coach at UNC. We're going to get out here. We're going to win these motherfucking games. Uh, We're going to bring UNC back to motherfucking glory. He also had a a, a pretty inspiring portion when he talked about the the relevance of being a black coach at UNC. and, And one of only four black coaches in the history of UNC in, in, in all of their athletic programs. And that that's was, a and that's a big gap because Dean Smith was there for a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was, you know, I was like, damn, Hubert, I I'm I'm Come I, through, I, I bro. You. Yeah, you know. And then at the very end He said I'm 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 proud to be African American. And ends it with proud to be African American? 
I'm proud that my wife is white. What? The f- what? What? Are you, huh? Huh? Who? We? I feel like someone challenged him about this before he went on, and he had to set the record straight with him and that person, because nobody asked him. Nobody would know that he had a white wife. I wouldn't even know that he's married. Had he not said anything in that moment. Proud to have my wife be white. Nobody asked him that. I don't know if he, I don't know if some, some, some white dude from Raleigh said something to him. Or one of those, one of those fucking Duke lunatics in Durham. I just know that if Jamal was standing off to the side during that speech. Jamal was so fucking disappointed. For 39 minutes of that speech, Jamal was like, my man. Oh, yeah. And then Jamal, when he heard him mention his wife. Fuck. Fuck, man. I forgot. Come to, on, man. I forgot to go over that with we him, man. We did not go over that. Fuck. And then, and then Supreme called him. Fuck, Supreme. I know, bro. I know. I know. I know. I know. That's on me. I know. Hold on. I'm going to call you after the meeting, bro. Yeah, we fucked up, bro. Yeah, I'm going to talk to him. Yeah, we're going to have a meeting about that shit. Damn. I I didn't think I would have. But damn, man. I didn't think I would have to. You know, and and, and Jamal's not too worried about it because, you know, when the pictures come out, he's that that dude that's cut off in the corner. (laughs) Remember the beginning of Jerry Maguire? The person that got cut off, that's me. Yeah. Um, we didn't need to know that Hubert Davis. Damn. We didn't need to know that. We still don't need to know that. That that we we've remarked on it now because it's funny. After that, there's it adds no value to anyone's life. Yeah. Um, number three, Chris Williams from Married at First Sight. I think I know <sighs> who this person is. Oh, Chris, 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 Chris. Oh, wait, no, we're not talking 90 Day Fiance. Shit. No, no, not 90 Day Fiance. Well. I've briefed you on this briefly. Yeah, you have. Chris Williams, just when you thought, and and this is what keeps people watching Married at First Sight, because just when you thought this motherfucker couldn't get any worse, any more toxic, any more narcissistic than he already is, he does something to surpass himself. And so he has. So last week on Married at First Sight, we had kind of the calm before the storm. Yeah. Uh, decision day is coming up. Decision day is where all the couples decide if they want to stay married or not. There's another black couple that I that we don't have to worry about. They're happy in love. They got some money issues to work out because that broad is spending Forty four is spending four hundred dollars a month on clothes in a pandemic. Uh, but that is neither here nor there. Um, and so the they have to each contestant has to talk to the therapist individually. They usually talk to them in couples. Now they have to talk to them separately. Uh, poor Paige, Chris Williams' uh, wife, I guess. Um, I love how when she sits down with the therapist, it's all them just apologizing for putting her for for putting her with him and reassuring and reassuring her that there's nothing wrong with her and Damn. that she is a and that she is just um, 
a victim of a quote extraordinary narcissist what's funny to me about this is that you have four licensed therapists y'all didn't catch that in the screening process that didn't catch this <laughs> in the month-long battery of questions and and forms that you had to fill out y'all couldn't figure out this motherfucker was a narcissist they and knew it everybody on twitter was like narcissist episode one they knew it that it, is and that is where i feel like they wanted those ratings that is where i feel like the producers pulled them to the side and was like you gotta throw a little spice in there you gotta throw a little spice in there let's let this one slide this is where in this form of reality, the social experiment form of reality TV, we get the emotional manipulation. <clears throat> because there's no reason that some some quiet, mousy, God-fearing, God-fearing woman should end up with a complete terror like this motherfucker. Chris Williams sat down with Pastor Cal. Don't get me started on the Religious aspect of this show. Oh. Um, sat down with Pastor Cal. Pastor Cal, I I can say, he keeps his cool most of the time. And he's that he's that cool teacher that even when you're in trouble, he sits you down with that voice. What's up, bro? You know, you know when you're in trouble with the cool coach and he sits you down? What's going on, man? Chris went on to blame all the shit he has fucked up in Paige's life on the therapist for selecting her for him and literally said out of his mouth on national fucking television, all the women, all these beautiful women in Atlanta, and that's what you give me? Word. Word. And and, and Pastor Cal could not believe what the fuck he... This, you know when they pull the glasses off? He a whole hoe. Because yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something. Black Twitter has voted. And this nigga ain't no prize himself. This nigga look like the nigga on Maury that, that got the women fighting over him and just never has anything to say for himself and just always got the looking down dumb look. Damn. And can't string a sentence together. You know what the best thing about Chris is? If you go to the Wikipedia page for Married at First Sight and you look at his name and under the space where it says occupation, it says owner of a closed subway. (laughs) (laughs) Wikipedia is petty. Petty for that one. And this nigga had the nerve to fix his mouth and talk about this girl just because she's dark-skinned, we've come to the conclusion that he is just a color-struck motherfucker who scams his way into the right IG model's pants. Damn. Because I saw his ex. His ex don't really give a fuck about it. She looked like Sally Richardson. She don't give a fuck about him. Oh. And indicated to Paige, look, I know, you've, I, I know he indicated to you that we were trying to get back together. Let me reassure you, that is not currently happening at all. Even though that did not stop her from accepting him buying her a brand new Mercedes for for his future child. Let's take it. <laughs> Look, secure that bag, cause fuck that nigga. Get that closed subway money. With his with his, with his subway seed money, Chris, you gotta shut the fuck up, dog. You can't have 
you can't have the 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 almost flat top and the part. You gotta pick a struggle, bro. Shut up. You can't do that. You can't walk in with the ugly with the ugly with the ugly plaid scammer suit. Shut up. And a pot belly. Shut up. And the under and the dirty undershirt. Shut, shut you gotta up. pick a struggle, bro. Got to pick a struggle. I, you know, I try not to cut on you too bad because you usually show up clean. You've been show, you've been showing up real sloppy lately. You'll get to do that and then talk about these dark skinned girls. Cause let me tell you something. Shut up. They'd have to do some heavy editing <laughs> if it was me. <laughs> Cause that first night, me and Paige, we wouldn't have left the honeymoon suite for at least two episodes. And what's and what's great is pages and pages upgrading on him every episode. Every episode, she look a little better since they got back to Atlanta. Damn. And she says some of the right shit, and she says some all the right shit about knowing her worth and all that shit to the therapist. None of that translates when she gets around this nigga. She didn't stop fucking him. Thank God she stopped fucking him. It was fucking him raw. I know too much. Chris got to shut the fuck up, dog. Shut up! Chris got to shut the fuck up. That's all I'll say. Chris got to get the fuck out of here and shut the fuck up. I'm convinced this nigga is performance art. Most reality TV is. I mean, no. I, I mean, in the sense of, like, I'm not talking about, like, loving hip-hop. Like, social experiment. This nigga is a performance. Like, he's the mole in the situation. Gotcha. And, like, at the end of this, somebody's just going to jump out and give Paige a million dollars for putting up with this nigga. Gotta be. Gotta be. This nigga is professional wrestling level villain. Let's go. And this is the mid-season. Number two is Steve Harvey. Is this versus related? Yes. Okay. 100%. Steve Harvey hosted the... Why, did, why the fuck does a Versus need a host? It doesn't. It doesn't. Play the, Shut the fuck up and play the music. I think Steve just interjected himself into this one. He ain't got no show. He begged Swiss. Look. Not only does a Versus not need a host, a Versus don't need a host talking all the fucking time. Mm. Imagine having... Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the Isley Brothers, two of the greatest soul band acts ever in the history of music. Two of the greatest cookout acts ever. Ever. Think of all the history of all the songs, the history of all the stories, all those studio moments we weren't a part of. Yep. That you could be introducing these young kids to. Think of having the, just two of the greatest things the greatest acts black people could ever contribute to music on the same stage at the same fucking time and here go bum ass you making the whole thing about you. <laughs> I don't want to hear about the first time you bought an Earth, Wind, and Fire album and didn't get no pussy off of it. I don't give a fuck how far you had to ride your bike to get to school. The, the, like, it, it, yeah, it, I walked 15 miles in the snow listening to listening to the I shut the fuck up. Play the shit. Just play the shit. Play the fucking music and go he, he away. Know D, he didn't even know D Nice's name. Just kept calling him Nice. DJ Nice. DJ Nice. Get the fu- what the and, fuck? You know, somebody whispered. I know what his name is. I just I just shortened. I just call him Nice because he's nice. Like no, Steve, shut up. Just shut up. No. 
And then all that get off and then all that get off my lawn bullshit he had to say about new music and rap. Suck my dick. My daughter opened a club and I saw dudes dancing with other dudes in the club. Back in my day. Back in your day, men wore sequin jumpsuits. You know what I'm saying? Men wore some shit that you would question men wearing nowadays back in your days. Imagine so. all the dirty shit Lori had to do to Michael B. Jordan to make him forget he had seen that shit. Would you be willing to risk it, though? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Steve Harvey got to shut the fuck up. Hard Steve, to do. That's all a, the way the fuck up. That's a lot of mouth to shut up. Shut up! <laughs> a lot of teeth to get in the way. Shut up! <laughs> oh, shit. A lot of failed marriages. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Shut the think like a man the fuck up. Shut the think like a man. Shut the Shut the movie trilogy the fuck up. Because you know you're going to try to come up with one more. No. You know, that that's the thing. They wait a few years now, and then they try to come up with one more. Please, God, no. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I'll never turn down... An excuse to see Taraji in anything. Uh, however, other than Steve, though, that versus was Lid- it was Liddy Politi. I would say the versus itself was wonderful. Uh, nobody recognized Ron Isley. I finally felt like an uncle after listening to that shit. Yeah, man, knowing it word for word. Uh, the number one person who has to shut the fuck up. The number one person, the returning champ, is Michael Rappaport. The human herpy. <laughs> that nigga look like a walking cold sore. <laughs> oh man, that nigga look like the gingerbread man didn't finish cooking. <laughs> Do you know the muffin man? The muffin man. Unleavened bread looking ass. Oh man. That that nigga look like no, no, that nigga look like cookie dough. Um, Michael Rappaport is he's milking the shit out of his Kevin Durant shit and basically he wanted to make Kevin Durant look like an ass and it didn't work and the culture snapped back at him and, and honestly the culture and non-culture adjacent yeah, everybody, snapped. everybody snapped back at him I didn't know the, the fuck Rappaport camp was that deep he really does like he is there's no one that likes him like genuinely nobody likes him there's no one that should there's no one that should. For what reason? As a matter of fact, it was a, I didn't know there were a lot of like white women that had bad experiences with Michael Rappaport and that like his he he's good for saying horrible things about you through uh inbox or message will delete his messages and put your shit on a on, on a screen cap and put your shit on the summer jam screen. Not shocking. Not shocking at all. Uh, Cause that's what a fucking that's what a fucking agent does. Um, basically, he milked this shit, and now it's not going his way. He is defaulted to white tears, mm. like we all thought he would. Oh, Karen. This from Michael Rappaport. They've had time to really think about everything. Oh, it's been uh, it's been crazy. Uh, it's been tough. Um, you know, the last few days have been tough, have been crazy. I, I've gone out of the house and I get, you know, sneers and I get finger pointing and, 
and, and, and I don't do good with sneers and snickers. And then I actually uh, went to the to the dog park with my dog and people that usually, you know, say hello and even play with my dog. They don't want to play play with my dog, Wheezy. And then, you know, I, I, I went to my coffee shop and they said, uh, not today, Cupcake. And it's weird. It's like, why are you? Why are you calling me cupcake? And then I get online and social media, and you know, I know I put it out there, but uh, you know, people online uh, have have been so so cruel and and mean, and and I have to say, no, no. Can I can I say first of all, <laughs> all that was bullshit. Did <laughs> you all the fake sniffing? Like nobody nobody cares enough. <laughs> about Michael Rappaport <laughs> to even address him. Like, nobody called him Cupcake. No coffee shop that Michael Rappaport frequents is sitting around giving a fuck about him falling out with yeah. Kevin Durant. Like, only if he talks shit. So, say what you want to say. Like, okay, you might be a New York dude or whatever. Kevin Durant plays for a team from Brooklyn. So, if people are going to take sides... It's not going to be with your bitch ass. Not at all. I, I mean, of all the things that did not happen, this shit did not happen the most. Motherfuckers were not clowning you at the dog park. They really... At a dog park? You've been to New York before, right? I have. People mind their fucking business. Don't say shit. They ain't worried about you. This thing is stuck in a movie from like 95 New York. Get out of here, you bum. Yeah. No, sir. No, Nobody gives a shit about you. Happening. People are trying to get what they want to get. They're not in a dog park accosting you about looking like a hoe in front of Kevin Durant. Because let me tell you something. Niggas ain't agitating you on the street. No. Niggas ain't going out of their way to agitate a white man on the street. Or be seen on camera agitating a white man on the street. None of that shit. Because that's, that's how shit gets started. Especially when the NYPD is out. And you definitely weren't talking shit to niggas either. And white people ain't giving a fuck enough about you or Kevin Durant to be sitting around riffing you about it. Let's be honest. White people don't know who Michael Rappaport is. No, nor should they. I I envy them, actually. They might know him from a Chappelle show skit. Y'all want Gary Owens, too? Y'all can. They got Gary Owens the fuck out of here, too. Y'all can have Gary Owens. Cause we don't want to. Well, they didn't. Well, supposedly he was only in the culture because they didn't want him to begin with. But that's all white people's story. Yeah. Um, Michael Rappaport. I for and again, this is the problem with these agent motherfuckers is that they talk about how they want to be down and they, but they, they they don't. There's a code that they break at a moment's notice. When the shit gets bad for them and when it's not convenient for them, they default to their whiteness every time. Every time. Justin Bieber, I've ra- I've railed on him and I've also kind of tried to give him a break. But that story applies that he definitely tried to use Usher's catapult into the culture, tried to take it too far. It didn't work out for him. And now, and and now he's singing gospel songs, or a gospel adjacent songs, sure. I guess. And you know, now he's just sitting at home loving his wife, like the white chancer rapper. 
So there's a pattern here that when being a part of the culture doesn't work out for you and you're casted out, you you go back to what you know. Yeah. Miley, I'm just saying there's a there's there's a pattern here. You go back to crying. You just go and you default to the white tears. And, and, and for the record, none of the people on that show gave a fuck. They just looked at them like, all right. Skip and Shannon <laughs> were both looking at. I as a journalist, I know what they're doing. They're drawing circles in their notebook. Yeah. They all they both they both looked down and just started doodling. You know, you know, Shannon was drawing this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he was texting Skip on the side. Skip. Can't wait to get back to the hen dog. Skip. 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 Can't Skip. wait. Can't wait to go to the next segment. Get back to this hit dog. Michael Rappaport just—he just gotta shut the fuck up. Get shut the fuck up. out of my face. Shut up. I really—if there's ever a human shut being that up. I want black culture to be across the board done forever with, it is Michael Rappaport. Agreed. Higher Learning was good. It was my—I love that movie, but it was not worth it. It was okay. It was not worth it for the shit we go through now. I, I I look back at some of these people that start all this shit now, and I always say to myself, is it worth it? Mm-hmm. Like with Boozy. It wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Those weren't even his songs that we know him for, as it turns hey, out. Hey, and I don't care. Not worth it at all. D. Randall, did we do a podcast? Oh, we certainly did. Yeah, we did. Um, Guys, thank you so much. I know this is a late coming episode. Um, thank you so much for your patience. Some people actually hit me up there like, man, we're just excited. We're a little antsy. They want that crack. They want that crack. The brand, well, the brand's not strong. That's not us. That's not us. That's the the brand guy. is still shooting in the gym. Yeah. We just, <laughs> the brand is we do, we're doing layup lines right now. <laughs> the brand is only doing the 10 a.m. crossfit. Yeah, we're we doing the 10 and the 2. Fuck that shit. Yeah, we're, uh, we're conditioning right <laughs> now. <laughs> the, the brand is still running them weak routes like Drake in the video. <laughs> Um, but as always, I want to thank everybody, old new, old listeners, new listeners, uh, day ones. Uh, it means so much that the community is growing. It's obviously strengthening. I was looking at the numbers, uh, last week or so, Mm -hmm. the numbers show it. Um, and y'all have been breaking the second, the first and second rule of fight club, man. And I love it. Um, church announcements, D Randall. Um. Nothing much. Uh, just I guess, kind of as a an, an aside, I've been I've I've started rewatching the old Clone Wars series on Disney Plus. The the Jindy Tartakovsky, Tartakovsky. yeah, ones um, makes me really appreciate like his contribution to the to the genre, and uh, makes me want to go back and watch Samurai Jack again. Also, completely unrelated to anything we're talking about. It's just, <laughs> I found the bottom of the crown. I found the bottom of the crown. It's always a good time to talk about the Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Yeah. That shit was hard. Yeah. That's the hardest I've ever seen Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And I, I just remember they used to come in like little clips. They were. Yep. Little they, five minute joints. Yeah. And and Disney Plus made like two movie length movies out of them. So it's, it's kind of dope to watch them now. The Tartakovsky joint is hard. But it also makes me hate episode three that much more because <laughs> Lucas completely fucking ruined General Grievous, ah. the hardest the, the hardest Sith Lord alive. Yeah, 
who fought five Jedi. They hold him out, man. Simultaneously, and they just turned him into a rolling ball and shit. Played that man like a rusty lawnmower, man. Fuck George Lucas, man. Um, guys, we will be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Most likely on time. We do this every Monday. Um, we we're here. Well, y'all hear it every Monday. Yeah. Um, technical difficulties happen. 133 episodes in. Uh, cut us some slack. Yeah, you know, we all right. We're still here. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. Um, until then, this has been episode 133 yep. of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. Hopefully I'm still D. Randall. And it's still, as, as, as always, forever imparting titties.